Hello, Braden Harrington here. Welcome to Poison Rana. This following show you're about to listen to is a free flashback Friday edition of an old Patreon show we just recorded this past October, October 6th to be exact. So some of the plugs and some of the things we say are uh, a little dated and I'd uh, advise you to go follow at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all the updates of all the shows we do. This was from October on our Patreon where Davey and I were joined by Karen Peterson to look and review and rate and talk about the best of Io Shirai before her WWE run. So I would love any feedback on the show you're about to listen to. We're giving it for, from us to you for free as we celebrate the end of Japanuary. But hey, if you like it, let us know. And check out patreon.com slash poisonrana. This month we did a review of New Japan, All Japan, WWF Wrestling Summit from 1990. We did a best match ever, Great Muda, where we were joined by WH Park. That was a lot of fun. This weekend, it's Royal Rumble season, so we have a review of the 2000 Japanese cult classic, Battle Royale. Yeah, Japanuary was pretty lit. Go check us out. It's only five bucks to become a friend over at the Poison Rana Patreon, and you get access for like a whole month of everything that comes out and access to everything we've ever done in the back archives. It's only five bucks. What are you doing? Go check us out. If you like this show, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We thank you for listening and supporting us. But anyways, here's Davey, myself, and Karen Peterson chatting about the best of EO Shirai. You the best. The best, the best, the best. You're simply the best. The best. Best match ever. We the best. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, the Patreon. And this is a little ditty we like to call Best Match Ever. Yes, the show where we nerd out over pro wrestling and talk about really the best pro wrestling has to offer. And, well, we're not alone here today. We we brought a guest who is the best uh, to offer. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, we, we felt uh, it was time to get a, a, a guest host on this show. It, right. it's, been it's been a while, a while since we've had someone on, and we've been wanting to talk about uh, more stardom. And we've, uh, as you know, you, listening to us, we both love Kyrie and EO. Yes. So uh, we put it up to you guys which one we should talk about, but we did need a little help because we wanted to talk specifically about their stardom matches. So we've enlisted Karen Peterson to help us out on this Io Shirai journey. Yes. Hello, Karen. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Y'all are putting me over way too much. You're giving me way too much credit in that opening. No, you you deserve it, Chance. Ring out uh, for sure. I mean, oh, stop. I meant I told you you you've been like kicking so much ass on on so many different levels. Whether it's I saw New Japan sharing a column you put together that was awesome. Uh, just all the stuff you've been doing. Whether it's uh, on the like I, I see you tweet and and do so much like you you seem so knowledgeable 
Uh, and you seem like you love pro wrestling just as much as me and Davey do. And, and just like, you're so into it. And I just, you've been, you've been killing it. And I have to say that. So we've been itching to do a show with you, especially, you know, the post wrestling universe. We like to stay connected. It's, this is kind of like, uh, uh, like one of the movies where they all meet together. Not, not, not quite like an end game, but you know, like, a, uh, <laughs> infinity war or something like that. So we're super excited. Well, it, it, I'm glad to finally be on this one because, you know, I've been on plenty of WH stuff and I'm just like, but, you know, I live in Orlando. I've I have been a regular of NXT since 2014. Right. And I'm just like, oh, you know, well, maybe one day, someday it'll the stars will align. But here I am and I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Are, are you still <laughs> uh, keeping up with NXT? <sighs> oh, there we go. I <laughs> I try. I try. I keep tabs on it, but I'm not going down to the performance center anymore right. to watch it. When they when they switched over to 2.0, I gave it a couple of weeks and then realized it's just it w- wasn't for me anymore and that's okay. Um but there there are still I'm, I'm wondering where Saray's gone. I can't find her anywhere. She's like vanished. Oh yeah. Saray. Yeah, she went to to England for a bit and then and then I think she made it back for a match on NXT and then yeah. Disappeared yeah. again. Very odd. Yeah. yeah. What happened to Saray? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know if like if she lost to Mako Satomura and like Satomura just like absorbed her powers or because like I don't I don't know what happened. But yeah, I I haven't kept up with NXT. So I I applaud you guys for for keeping on going with it. That's right. We stuck by it. We, ne- we even if. Uh... It seemed everyone gave up. Everyone on it. jumped ship. Yeah, uh, we still we sat through everything, and we still do. It seems like they're trying to do this whole rebrand, rebrand again. But all they did was change their colors to like orange. So, uh, so far, they, so they good. It's the Nickelodeon gimmick they had going yeah, on. Yeah, at least they got rid of that. So, yeah. yeah. But NXT was something that was was great in the past few years, up until I'd say that 2.0 change, because it did introduce uh, a lot of different wrestling to a crowd that maybe not have like seen that kind of stuff before. And I found that like even going further back, like I think back to kind of when, you know, you bring in your indie darlings, like your Sami Zayn's or your Nakamura's that come over from like new Japan, which gave people like a new vision. It was for me when I saw Io Shirai show up in NXT and I went like the, the May Young Classic. Right? Yeah. The second one. Yeah. And then started. Yeah. Just she continued to wrestle on, on NXT quite a bit. And I just was like, OK, like she is awesome. And then it was definitely, I think, her NXT heel run where I went. She's she's my favorite. This is this is a character I can get behind. The wrestling is there. It's awesome. And now she's like, you know, changed the name to Io Sky. And now she's on the main roster. And I'm like, wow, this is something I, I almost could not imagine actually happening. But now that kind of Triple H has taken over, it kind of does make wrestling a bit more excited and feels like the NXT that we kind of did really like. So uh, it is kind of uh, we're recording this like in October 2022 and like EOS Sky now just winning like the tag title. Like at least she's she's on the main. She's on Raw. It's crazy. Yeah, she's featured pretty prominently it's crazy. every yeah. week. Um, yeah, de- definitely. I think the... Um it was the heel turn that really solidified EO. Yeah. Right? I think uh, in NXT and the Mae Young Classic, she had that, uh, what was it, at Revolution, the final against Tony Storm, which was good, but I think was a little short-changed uh, on time, the match. And then I think in a time where you'd had your uh, your Kyries come over and your Askers come over, I felt EO seemed a little generic at first. Like the wrestling was there, but yeah. kind of it wasn't really until she 
you know, turned on Candice, changed her attire, changed her attitude, her entrance, her music, where it all kind of came together yeah. in NXT. And she stood out as being like her own person. And yeah. that's when the, the match quality definitely stepped up as well. Yeah, the difficult thing was that, like, it's the same thing with when Kyrie was in NXT and Asuka. They went with the constant spiriting away of talent every year after WrestleMania. They Those were the talents that were wildly popular in NXT, but they kept them back because they needed some sort of baby face tweener that was a fan favorite, regardless of what side of the fence they were on, that could hold everything together. So it was like... Asuka, to an extent, overstayed her welcome in NXT, but they needed her there to, until other people like Ember could catch up. Same thing with Kyrie And with with Io, it was the it actually worked out because, if I remember correctly, Io was also supposed to be in the first Mae Young Classic. Like, she and Kyrie were supposed to come over together, but uh, something happened with medical. She couldn't clear it properly, so th- they pushed it back a year for her. So they, it gave her an extra year in stardom without Kyrie to feud with. And then when she came into NXT, yeah, it was kind of like... It kind of felt more Kyrie 2.0, cookie cutter, very, you know, generic, sparkly, Joshi, wonderful girl thing. But I remember being at Full Sail when she turned on Candace. And it was, oh, it was so good. good. It was so, so good. And that was, she needed to flip the switch because she's, she does baby face fine. But when she's a heel, she's just so much better. She's a cool heel. You definitely see it in some of the matches we're going to talk about where she's got this like arrogance about her and, uh, just even whenever she sets up the moonsault, the stepping on the gut to like get up to the top rope. To it's just, her point. Yeah, yeah, it's just such a, a shitty thing to do, yeah. but it it makes her so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely one of my my favorite characters that that I've been watching for the past year. And I remember when they started on USA, kind of she was the first match that showed up on the first episode that aired on TV, and like that was a pretty big deal. And and she she killed it in that run, and. I could see her now, especially with the way things are going, where all of Triple H's, you know, students or, you know, friends are getting the push now. Rightfully so, because there's a lot of great talent. Hopefully she continues that. I could see her being a champion for sure. There's so many different fresh, big matchups that you could eventually go to. But I want to see this damage control with Bailey and Coda kind of, you know, go as far as it it can go, because it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. But we're here to talk about EO before... WWE. So this is a whole other chapter. So this is uh, pretty great because we do best match ever, and we like to cherry pick. We we can we could straight up go to okay, let's let's talk about classic encounters, which we definitely will be talking about. But we love to find hidden gems of pro wrestling, and definitely like to chat about stuff that maybe a lot of people aren't too familiar with. So. That's where Karen comes in today because Karen, you went above and beyond and created this, <laughs> curated this this list, this playlist of some wrestling matches featuring the best of Io Shirai. And Davey posted it out on the uh, the Patreon. I put it on the Facebook group as well. There's links. Some of them are on Daily Motion. You can probably find a lot of them if you do digging. But Stardom uh, is is great and not that expensive, especially if you try it for one month and just kind of go through the the list of matches but karen you came up with this crazy list this is awesome i i really had some time during the hurricane (laughs) to just you know butts around the house because everything was closed i was off work for four days plus the weekend so i had time but it was fun just to be able to dig into the stardom archive and see you know i pulled up cage match i looked and saw what what she had done and I, i wanted to do like kind of a sampler platter like a little bit of everything 
Because it would it would be easy just to look at her red belt defenses, her wonder world defenses, and be like, all right, this, 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 this. Here's six. Have at it. Mm. I wanted to get like a whole like journey through her time in stardom because she's not a stardom original. She was on the indies starting in Osaka and then made her way over. So it was just like part of that. That was that was the fun part. Is that it was it was they brought her in and then she's one of their heaviest decorated champion she's one of the names that's synonymous with the company even though she's been gone for almost four years now so yeah i had a good time making this list for you guys yeah so the list is out there go check it out and and it's it's such a great snapshot of like some of the best stuff that she does and well the first match we're going to talk about today is for the neo high speed championship which uh what is this essentially their kind of cruiserweight title it it tends to be their uh a cruiserweight, junior heavyweight, like it's all the matches are very fast paced. Usually it's the smaller, younger talent that they have the belt on. It's kind of like one of the stepping stones that you would take. You get that belt and then you start working your way towards the Wonder Stardom Championship, which is like they're intercontinental. They're, it, it's kind of like 1A, 1B. They're kind of, they're just like not, they're equal, but just like one's just the, the white belt's just a little, just a, a tick down real quick. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those, this, belt in particular she didn't have a very long run with it but this was one of the belts that was taken from a women's promotion that was shuttering that has a long history so to bring that belt to you know into the company and it was interesting because earlier this year Cole Rockwin Hall had a um their 60th anniversary and they interviewed Starlight Kid and in that interview she said that she when she was before she even joined stardom that was she would go to shows and that was the belt she wanted to carry one day. So, and the lineage of that belt has a lot of big names in stardom as well, including EO. I believe, uh, my, my Utani's covered a couple times. Azumi, uh, and recently, <laughs> sorry, that's my dog. Shout out dogs. <laughs> She's the nosy neighbor of the, the neighborhood. <laughs> she wants to make sure everyone knows that everything's okay. Sorry about that gang. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <It's okay>. she... <laughs> just excited about Eo. <laughs> yeah, she just loves Eo Shirai. <laughs> tell me, tell me, you have a dog n- named after a wrestler? Uh, no, her name is Zelda, as in okay. the Legend of. Because I, one of the first video games I played when I was a kid was Legend of Zelda. So that's her name. She kind of looks like Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. She's a scruffy dog, Aww. but she's also one of the nosiest dogs in the world. She wants to know everything that's going on. So apparently, someone's taking a walk. Big fan of She stardom. just wanted to let them know that she's going to sing from the balcony for them. So apologies. Yes. So this belt is one of it's one of the older championships in the company, but it's, it has a history that predates stardom, which is kind of cool. Nice. All right. Awesome. That's like us always wanting to be hardcore champion. And one day we would, we would get that championship. What, you're going to bring it out of retirement? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so this, and and please, if we pronounce anything wrong, just, just correct us. Uh, it's Io Shirai who's defending the high-speed championship against Kaguma, in uh, the Corican Hall, the 22nd of February, 2015. Um, now, we... the Sorry, do you have much background for this, uh, this encounter between these two? Well, the one thing that I liked about it was that this, was, this uh, defense was during a time where 
one, it was a baby face. It was before she turned on uh, Mayu Iwatani to form Queen's Quest. But also, Koguma was brought. She was one. It was her very first title match after two years of being like a trainee. Uh, and Koguma would shortly thereafter uh, she'd retire, but only to come back like almost seven years later last year. Uh, and now Koguma is one of the names that's synonymous with this belt because she's she's absolutely fantastic. And it was what I liked about it was that you know we we see Io's pacing in the matches, and usually when it comes to NXT or any of the matches that we see with her, she tends to be the one to dictate the pace. Um, but often it's not always a fast, fast paced match. Sometimes she goes very slow and very intentional. This match was 20 minutes of the fast, some of the fastest wrestling I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, right from the bell. Like you could tell, uh, I mean, it's called the high speed championship, yeah. but that's like right away, the first couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, okay, this is your your juniors, your cruiserweights, because yeah. it was so quick to start with. Handsprings and all sorts. Both just running yeah. the ropes, leaping over each other. Yeah. They both go for a springboard at the same time off the same rope, and that's when they kind of have their stalemate and like let the, the crowd kind of soak in uh, that awesome start there. Uh, Io grabs an armbar, which uh, Kaguma just flips out of. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the open of this match. Um, Io then applies the camel cut clutch to kind of slow things down and is posing like taunting as she's doing it just showing a bit of that attitude off and then transitions pulling the arms back even further from this camel clutch um eo's then just working on the lower back she ties kaguma up in the ropes and hits a running drop kick to the lower back and as she's got one of these submissions in she's just slapping the back of kaguma to get the crowd to like clap along again kind of like rubbing salt in the wounds there uh, there's then a tornado DDT from Kaguma to the floor, uh, which allows her to get back into it and then hits a, a high cross off the top rope to the floor. Uh, Kaguma is now applying a dragon sleeper and it seems like Io's fading away, but she manages to get out of it, drops Kaguma into the ropes and goes to the 619, but Kaguma gets out the way and lands another DDT, this time in the ring. Io then does her crazy quick cartwheel handspring like to evade moves landing a big drop kick which sends kuguma to the outside then hits her beautiful looking urihara moonsault to the floor um and yeah i love how she just uh, this moonsault especially she just leaps up to the top effortlessly and almost hits it right away not kind of pausing to start yeah you always people always say like kurt angle always like a cat when he'd jump up on the thing but i feel like eo is definitely like a cat like like gets up effortlessly on the top like perches up there and she's so small as well like yeah. leaping up to that top rope it, it's almost i like uh i think some of the best wrestlers have a lot of people can wrestle but people like say a, a kenny omega uh moves in a certain way yeah even like the rock i think you can tell by just his walk that it's the rock sure and i think eo's definitely got that she's got a certain stance she holds and definitely when she climbs to the top it's always like the she puts her shin up on the top rope first and like like as you said almost yeah. like a cat uh i think i think it's awesome uh just real like unique style to her um there's then a springboard sunset flip for a two uh immediately into the cross face from eo and then uh, rolls this cross face into the middle of the ring uh, to prevent Kaguma from escaping. 
But she then lets go of the hold and just hits this huge PK to the face of Kaguma. Uh, sets her in the corner and hits the, I think, is it called the bullet train? Her, like, running double knees yeah. in the corner. Um, for a near fall. There's definitely a, a style of uh, refereeing in stardom. You see it a bit in New Japan, but it's really the delaying the final yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. And this was the first time I noticed it in these matches. I'm like... <laughs> You in in a US crowd, you'd get that. That was three yeah. chance here because it's Absolutely. a long three. <laughs> Io then goes up top again for a moonsault, but gets pushed off the turnbuckle. And Kaguma just slaps her right across the face and stri- strings her up in the top rope. Um, then hits this running neck breaker through the ropes, which was pretty impressive. Followed by a top rope big splash for a two. Now both are kind of a bit spent here. They're just trading these forearms. Io hits her shote, and now they're just rolling around the ring with these pin attempts going back and forth. And then there's a really tight cradle for uh, from Kaguma, which is another one of these long three counts, which the crowd just bit on. Yeah, really last like millisecond kick out here, and then Kaguma jumps off the top into a code red, which I thought looked awesome. Um, then a gorgeous bridging German for a two. Io replies with the bridging German of her own for a two. Goes for the moonsault again, but misses it. Now there's a jackknife pin attempt from Kaguma. And then Kaguma finally hits the code red in the center of the ring to pin Io in 16 minutes, three seconds. Yeah, what a like firecracker of a match. I mean, Karen said off the top, this, this high-speed championship, it's just go, go, go. And this was a... Great first match to kick off this playlist, if you will. Karen, what do you think of this match? It was one of those matches where I always love an origin story. So knowing that, you know, this, like, one of the things I wanted to do with this list was pick matches not only where EO won everything, but to show the influence of what she leaves behind when she's gone. So the camel clutch spot's interesting because now Koguma does this does the camel clutch. And because Koguma means little bear... While she has her opponent in the camel clutch, she p- makes little bear ears <laughs> on the head and poses. And, it, you know, most people are like, oh, well, you know, the camel clutch is a heel move, but she makes it really, really cute. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where this would be begin to put Koguma, it, you know, she essentially puts Koguma over and Koguma gets the opportunity to start building her career with the company. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those things where I always love a, a hot, 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 fast paced opener. It really winds the pace up and winds the whole crowd up. So it was just one of those things where it's like there's so much to watch in this match that it's like I had to watch it twice because I was trying to do multiple things at the same time. Rookie mistake. (laughs) 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 That I had to go back and watch it again. Uh, But yeah, no, I just loved the speed. And I loved that, you know, she she threw the kitchen sink at Koguma. But Koguma, I love a good underdog. She would just not give up and give in on it. No, I mean... Earned a fan instantly from watching this match of, of Koguma. And I was reading that she, she took a hiatus and then came back. Mm. Uh, I think she retired in May 2015 and then was gone for several years. Yeah. Several years. She came back at the uh, All Star Cinderella, Cinderella Rumble. So it was kind of like a surprise Got Rumble, much, much like the Rumble that you know WWE yeah. does. Um, but she came back in uh, March of 2021. And then shortly thereafter, she announced that she was coming back full time. Oh, okay. So, it, it, and people never thought that she would come back. But then when she came back about a half a year later, Hazuki, her the girl that started in Stardom around the same time she did, 
also came back after retiring in 2019. So it's like they're they got to basically unhit the pause button and continue their journey together. Nice. I mean, yeah, this, this I I was so I, I wasn't familiar with her. So watching this I was like, whoa, this this girl is awesome as well. But uh, this was crazy. There was so many back and forth things. Uh, Kaguma was doing these like dragon sleepers that were crazy impressive because EO is like no sludge at the submission moves as well. There was lots of different stuff. Uh, and I know now that she's EO Sky on Raw, the same roster as Rey Mysterio, she can't do the Tiger faint kick because, you know, he's on the same mm. show. It's his finishing move and all that stuff. But she could definitely... Are they letting her Are they letting her keep the 619 for now? They don't. No, they, they don't let her do it right now. They, they let her do it in NXT. Oh. They let her do it in NXT, but I've been noticing yeah. every match oh, I've watched, she's, she hasn't yeah. done it yet. So... Sucks because she's a huge Rey know, Mysterio fan. Like that's like that's her inspiration. They should just book that match, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Uh, make it team up with Rey, Rey to take out Rhea. Uh, but Rhea and yeah, yeah, team. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Book it. His shit son. I'm so <laughs> mad at his son right now. <laughs> uh, this was this was such a hot match, and I would I would definitely recommend. And I'm happy I got to watch it. I've never seen this before, and again, they, it got crazy. And the fact that like I'm biting on. Uh, EO coming out the w- the winner here and then losing I like I it got me so I I like when wrestling does that so I'd be really high on this match yeah I I really like this I'm like you Karen I love just when a match just starts instantly yeah. like at ten like I feel Shingo and Osprey all their matches always start like that it's just go at as 10, quick yeah. as you can right away Romo and Desperado are the same yeah thing. it just grabs you turn to a twelve instantly. and just just go well this this is a, a time where we have to bring up something that we do on this show well can I finish my oh sorry on sorry the sorry match? <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry uh, I I also love the like the urgency from Kaguma because it's pretty much all EO and then Kaguma just rocks her and it's like oh shit I've got a rock so like just gets on top of her with those DDTs and the code reds and I love how uh, with the pin she like holds it to like emphatically be like no that's I've won this that was a three uh, but yeah, definite uh, great match and uh, great match to kick things off. On yeah, show. put me in a great mood to to watch the rest of these matches. I marathoned after after this one. Uh, sorry to oh, cut you off there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so so on this show, we we go by uh, we look if there's anywhere that this match is rated. Particularly, we look at which uh, cage match and and stuff like that. And sometimes we look at Uncle Dave, but uh, he has not rated too many started matches, but he has uh, rated some. But uh, we like to give ratings on this show, and we usually do out of five stars in honor of how wrestling fans usually want to rate matches. But sometimes when we have guests on, like John Pollock, he likes to rate things out of coffee, or uh, I don't know if WH would would be on. I think he uses shitty photo pictures as ratings, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I don't know if uh, if there's any 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 other way that you like to uh, rate things. If if so, I I. As I said, Oliver, I typically don't rate things because I'm just happy to watch good wrestling. Yes. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, ooh, gold stars for everybody. So it was one of those things where it's like, like I could say easily for me because I'm a huge EO fan and I'm a huge Koguma fan and I love stardom. I'm like, oh, yeah, four stars. Easy. No problem. But a lot of people who watch it would be like, what are you talking about? So, I mean, I would add this. I, I'll use my post uh, ratings, I, which are, you know, worth a watch recommended and highly recommended i'd throw this in the recommended all right if, and if you're unsure about koguma and giving her a chance it's worth a watch yeah for Fair sure minimum worth a watch but definitely recommended 
highly recommend thumbs up because it just (laughs) yeah i i'm i'm a huge fan yeah no i I, i'd probably go really high i got super into it and and uh, i am a huge eo fan to so see something that was so awesome and something so new to me uh it stood out so i really got into it i'd probably go really high like four and a half uh even more than that 4.75 for kaguma here new big fan of kaguma now big fan that makes me happy yeah yeah, I, I went 4.25 for this one. Uh, it reminds me of those kind of, uh, when we've watched those old WCW pay-per-views and just those hot cruiserweight matches, which yeah. are by far better than anyone anything else on the show. Yeah. But maybe like you, you wish got given more of a main event, like this was, what, 16 minutes? You kind of wish it could have gone to that next gear yeah. uh, towards the end. Uh, but I really like this. I do, the refereeing does bother me in a lot of these matches. Because <laughs> the uh, I think when you get the kick out on like a proper, like proper counted pin, yeah. it's even more exciting. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's some very generous three counts at Stardom, especially in these older matches. Yeah. Well, let's go to our next match, which is one that we could potentially see again. This is true. They're, they're all in the same company now. Book it, Trips. It's the World of Stardom Championship, Io Shirai taking on Mako Sadamora. Um, Mako uh, defending the title here. And this is at the Stardom Year End Climax 2015 uh, on the 23rd of December at Korakuen Hall. Yeah, I mean, I saw this on your list, Karen, and I definitely was excited to put this one on and it's it writes itself here this was this is this was awesome uh, I, yeah. My first note line on the notes was, "Do I really need more of a reason besides it being the final boss, Mako Sadamura versus Io Shirai?" No, and and, and I put my rating in already. Before yeah, I just I went, yeah. Like, 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 oh, Twenty stars. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it, live, it lives up to the hype. This one was. Uh, this one was like uh, some link you sent us was like free somewhere, so, and you just have to find it in the video. So anyone out there, go find it. It is a crime that this match is not on Stardom World. But I rem- I be- remember one of my friends telling me a couple of years ago that they had used to have a different platform. So when they migrated to the new platform that Stardom World now, they haven't mi- been able to migrate everything over from their archive yet, which is such a shame because you don't get you, you can't like it gets really patchy around gotcha. 2014, 2015. But then, you know, th- on their site, there's also nothing from 2011 to 2013 which is the first three years of stardom interesting so yes uh this match uh took a little bit of um creativity to locate Mm. but i believe in the 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 up next best match ever fandom that you guys will be as creative and able to find it should you have the need to watch an absolutely banger of a match yes matt may have uh accidentally posted the link on the patreon as well so you can you can possibly find it there yeah with the timestamp. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, there you go uh so uh, a bit of background on this match i see from your notes this was kind of it was meant to be Kyrie's match was it so what i what i've learned was that eo had plans to challenge sodomer for the belt cut in the in while they were setting up this match Kyrie won the five-star Grand Prix that year and asked Io if she could jump the queue and face Mako herself. Whoa. With the with the ladies' agreement that should she defeat Mako, Io would get first shot at the belt against her. Right. Kyrie fought a good fight. So again, if we uh if you guys want me back at any point in time to do a Kyrie showcase, oh, yeah. 100%. I will try to find that match <laughs> to pair to this match. 
because I I I watched that match. <laughs> it's no good. Yeah. But yes, she jumped the queue, but promised Io first dibs should she become the World of Storm champion. Oh, because they're best friends. Uh, Sky Pirates yes. forever. Sky Pirates for life. All Sky Pirates. Those were good days. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just like the other match, this starts off so quickly, but more on a like a submission. Uh, map-based wrestling, both going for holds, grabbing submissions, both just clock each other with a huge slap to the face. And now Mako starts showing off those strikes, just kicking away at the legs of Io. Satomura then lands just this devastating kick, which sends Io to the neck outside. Um, Satomura delivering the, I call them the yes kicks, the Daniel Bryan, like roundhouses to the chest. And just the noise coming off of them. Like, you know she's just kicking hard here. Io comes back with her handspring drop kick, which sends Sadamura to the outside. And then delivers her crazy tope uh, suicida, which is more of like a diving crossbody through the ropes. Hers is more of a crossbody when she does it, yeah. It's almost into, like, the crowd yeah. here, yeah. And then hits a moonsault off the balcony, off the, like, concourse. Um, the one that Kodorobushi is very familiar with as well. Yeah. In Korakuen Hall. I always sweat when they when they go up there. And th- th- as you'll see later on, this isn't the first time she does it in one of the matches either. Yeah. Even, like, even in her NXT run she was known for jumping off stuff so yeah. i mean this is this is pretty it's, the, crazy. it's just the moonsault when she does it i'm just like how how are there not 30 people on the stairs just trying to like like you know crowd surf yeah. her back into the room into the room fantastic it's down like stairs it's crazy oh, and so doing good. a cross body is one thing but jumping backwards head first she doesn't like, even look scared when she no. does it either that's what's nope. crazy <laughs> yeah this is nuts uh there's then a step up springboard drop kick again kind of going back to like how eo moves yeah. it's Whenever she does her springboard, she kind of steps off the first rope first. It's cool. Uh, followed by the tiger faint kick, the 619. Uh, goes for the springboard again, but this time Mako uppercuts her, sending her to the floor. Um, and as Sadamura is coming to the outside, Io catches her leg with like a leg whip in the ropes, slaps her, and then climbs to the top and hits the bombs away knee drop to the back. Um, Sadamura comes back with a German suplex to the floor, and now the referee starts to count, and it looks like Io might be out, but she gets in right on 19, but is met immediately by these nasty kicks from Sadamura, and then this crazy, like, thrust kick to the jaw for a near fall, which was, like, a great near fall that I bit on here. Uh, Io then Irish whips Mako, uh, but she leaps off the corner coming back with this counter into an arm drag, followed by this STF just locked in deep on Io. Um, she's just kicking away at the chests. Io finally comes back, catching a Rana from out of nowhere for a two. There's more kicks from Sadamura. And now Io just fires up and comes charging in at her with these forearms, delivers the straight jacket German for a near fall. And then her cartwheel knees to the... Oh, sorry, this is Mako. Hits oh. this, we saw her do this to Roxanne. She kills Therese people recently. with this one. I don't this know how. cartwheel into the knees to the back of the neck, the yeah. head. How do they do crazy. that? How, how? Like, how do you make this look so good? Are, are you just k- k- kneeing them in the head? I don't know. Maybe it's because the shin and it's the way to, she could, like, lift it with... I don't know. It looks, it looks good. She kills her with this move. Uh, EO comes back with the tombstone pile driver for a two, followed by the bullet train. Uh, leaps up with this drop kick to Mako's head. And uh, now Io's going for the pins, but she's like pressing the wrists down, just trying everything to pin those shoulders to the mat. Um, 
Satamura goes for a backdrop driver, but Io counters it into a pin attempt. And then as Satamura kicks out, she grabs the arm and transitions right into the crossface. Um, and now Io's just slapping away. She's throwing everything at Satamura, who comes back with this rolling wheel kick. This time lands the backdrop driver, hits a spin kick to the head, oh. another backdrop driver, but Io kicks out again. So now this time, Satamura applies the chokehold. She traps the arm as well, and it looks like Io's out. She's fading. She's fading. But she gets free. She goes up the top for the moonsault, but Satamura gets the knees up. Now they're trading kicks back and forth, and Mako just gets the better with, of her with these strikes. Hits the Death Valley driver, but Io kicks out. Satamura picks her up again, hits another Death Valley driver, picks her up a third time, goes for it again, but this time Io slips out and hits a full Nelson suplex. Oh. And this one is just dumping Satamura on the back of the head. Goes up top, hits a beautiful diving elbow drop. Uh, Shout like out Kyrie. Kyrie, And then follows up with the moonsault, pinning Satamura, the final boss, in 24 minutes, 50 seconds, in a cracking match yeah what a hell of a match uh give us some thoughts on this one karen well it was one of those things that going in like going into this match io had already just won the tokyo sports women of the year for 2015 and she would also go on to win it in 2016 and 2017 before she left to go to wwe and it was one of those things where if now that they're both in the same company i would love to see them revisit this match because this I, I don't think they'll do it, but they could. It, I mean, unless Triple H likes money, because this is a money matchup. <laughs> but it, w- it was interesting to see them both in the Mae Young Classic, but on different mm. sides of the bracket. So they never ended up meeting during the, this particular tournament, that oh, particular true. tournament either. So it was one of those things where I, I loved this match because I, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> and then I had to watch it. I'm just like, what, why? They, they have like. They have them both. Do something <laughs> with them now. <laughs> I think this would be a match if you were to run this back in WWE, especially the way things are going now with Trips in Charge. Uh, if you were to just throw this as some sort of big match on Raw or just randomly throw, you know, maybe one of them is champion and you were to do this, although you should do it kind of now, soon, if you can, uh, and just have them kill it. And I think you would earn like so many new fans who instantly would be like, okay, hold on. We what do we got here? This is something and, crazy and special. And for those who don't know, Mako Satomura is forty three years old right now, and so she and I are the same age, and she is absolutely killing it. Yeah. And this was like twenty fifteen, so she was in her mid thirties when she had this match, and she just still goes the same pace, the same rate. She hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah, uh, this match is incredible, honestly. Uh, because of NXT, I became familiar with both of these wrestlers, and I have watched a ton of EO outside of WWE before, but I've not seen this match, and this one definitely blew me away. I would give this a five-star rating for sure, absolutely. Uh, they they kill each other. And the fact that I said, like, I, I love, I, I know we can talk about not getting, you know, if you don't know the outcome in a match, it definitely can add to it. The yeah. first time watch of a match, it's like, you know. That's why I left the, res- that's why I left the results yeah, out of right? every like it, matches. I wanted you to be surprised. It's like watching a movie, right? If there's twists and turns in it, you want to, you can never really, like, take that back. You'll always know, right? So it's it's the same with wrestling. And here, 
where there were so many times I'm like, okay, she's di- you back suplex, dropped head, pile drivers, whatever, and they're still kicking out. It's when she picks her up, it's like I'm doing it again. Yeah. I'm putting her away. It was it was really good, and credit to both of these uh, wrestlers because they are uh, the top of their game. This was this was awesome, and would definitely recommend people to check out. Yeah, I, I definitely have more oh, faith yeah. now in WWE with Triple H in charge that because uh, I. I know he likes the Oshirai yeah. and the way they kind of treat Satomura in NXT and UK as that final boss. They still give her that. They've, they gave her that big title run. And I then look at what they're doing with Walter and it, Gunther. It kind of does give me hope that you could have this, especially with there being two women's titles still on the main roster. I think you could do a, a big epic run with Satomura and have that EO match down the line. Yeah. No, for sure. Do it. Run it back. I went five stars as well. Just this is um, out of all the matches we see. And they like all these women aren't afraid of like throwing forearms and strikes. But this one especially, they're just (laughs) kicking and slapping the shit out of each other. Uh, The kind of Naito Ibushi-esque just head and neck drops, which I know is probably not very good for you. But man, as a fan watching it, it gets me into the match way more. Yeah, this was an easy five for me. I definitely watched this one back and it just like, it, it was everything I thought it probably was going to be. Yeah. And if you become a make Satomura fan as a result of this match, I would chase up their, uh, the tag match she does with Minoru Suzuki against Kenny Omega and uh, Asuka as Kana. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, one's, that one floats around online as well. I saw yeah. it a few years ago. Yeah. I, I would highly recommend that one. Yeah, it's great. What are we going with this, Karen? How many gold stars for you? <laughs> I mean, y'all gave or gave you gave them a five, so I mean, I can't go any less than five. But this is this might be arguably one of my favorite EO matches. Yeah, Hands it is now me. mine as well. Yeah. Like legit, this was uh, I, I'd say probably leagues ab- above anything she's done in WWE. Because you know, once WWE get you get WWE a five, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of tone it down, slow down a little bit. Here, these two were killing each other. But I still think in the new era, we might see some stuff like these two knocking each other around. <laughs> uh, the only thing comparable to to this in WWE would be EO versus Candice LeRae. Yes, Toronto. Yeah. That's our favorite one. I would, I would agree. We we went to that show. That was our match that night. Like that's That was one of I my matches I think we're going to see year. them with EO. I think we, we've seen yeah. on the pay-per-views that they, like the... Uh, the Bianca Becky matches we've seen, the Bianca Sasha matches, they can absolutely deliver those kind of yeah. big epics when they choose to. And I think we're going to see more of them. They have to let her now. though. Yeah, they absolutely. Have to. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I think they will. I think I think Triple H sees. He he said in in NXT like why he wanted her down there for so long because he was such a fan and he he was saying NXT's got the best women's yeah. roster in the world. Why wouldn't I have Io Shirai, who's the best women's wrestler in the world? Was what he would always say. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, these two go yeah. at it again. Cage match agrees with us. It's had a 9.42, Ooh. which is definitely one of the higher matches we've rated on this show. Damn. Uh, so very good stuff. And then we go to a match. Uh, we, we we dubbed uh, a certain version of EO <laughs> versus Kyrie our match of the year in yeah. 2020. We we watched a different one. It wasn't this one. It was a one from I want to say 2006. 
16th. They probably had a few different matches, I'm sure. But we one time when we were both fans of these two in NXT, we deep we, in the pandemic yeah, lockdown, we we found this match and we watched it and we were like, well, that better than anything we've watched this year. So best ma- best match of the year 2020 was from a match that was four years ago because <laughs> nothing beats that. Uh, but I don't think it was this one. I think it was a different one. It's Sky Pirate versus Sky Pirate oh. for the World of Stardom Championship at Stardom the Highest uh, and at Korakuen Hall, 20th of March, 2017. It's Io Shirai versus Kairi Hojo. I really want to see a show uh, at this venue. It's on my bucket list of, of wrestling. I'm, Same. You, have you you've not been there for, the, for this wrestling? When I went to Tokyo a few years ago, I went to the Tokyo Dome for, for Wrestle Kingdom yeah. both nights. But then, like, every other show I went to was everywhere but Korakuen Hall. Uh, I was going out to Chiba to, like, 2AW. I was going to Basement Monster, this teeny tiny little venue in the middle of nowhere. I was going to Shin Kiba and freezing my tukis off. <laughs> like, everywhere but Korakuen Hall. So next time I go back, that's, like, I will find multiple. I'm going to go there multiple times just so I can be like, I've been here. I've been here a lot. I love it. Yeah, just because after watching so much of so many events happen, I did. I only did the the Tokyo Dome, but I I really want to do uh, this venue, and it always looks awesome. And uh, this match looks awesome taking place in this venue. So yeah, a bit of uh, backstory if you have any for this encounter between these two best friends. So this is the Sky versus the Pirate, as it were, and it is Kyrie and Io's final singles match before she leaves for WWE. This is in the spring, right before she leaves to go do the Mayon Classic, which gets taped in the summertime. Uh, this is also Io's second defense with against Kyrie in this reign with the belt. This is Io's second run with the World of Stardom Championship. The first was several months earlier in January, and it's been one of those things where. Both the World of Stardom Championship and the Wonder of Stardom Championship have bounced back and forth between the two of them. Um, and it was the the match you guys are probably thinking of was the World of Stardom Championship uh, tournament final for the vacated championship, which was which happened, I think, in 20... yeah. 2015. Because I've never seen this one, but we did watch another one that like we found uh, when we signed up to start. Yeah, I think that might be the one that you guys are yeah. talking about because that was that was after a whole big to do where the belt had to be vacated due to an act of violence, and oh, it was a whole big thing. Yeah, one wrestler kind of attacked another one and beat her bloody, Jeez. sent her to the hospital. It was very much a shoot fight and not not oh, and it had fallout. Yeah, and it it took the company some time to rebuild after that because it was the this isn't what wrestling is supposed to be. This isn't what stardom is supposed to be. But Kyrie and Io were able to, you know, correct the ship's course and help them along their way. Uh, it was one of those things where it, the, 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 the match starts and it's like, I want neither of them to lose, but I don't want either of them to win either. Like, I just want this is very much a fight forever scenario yeah. for me because I love both of them so much. Sportsmanship match. <laughs> and also at the time, Kyrie was the wonder of Stardom Championship. So it, it gave me like. New Japan anniversary show vibes or class of champions vibes where it's like champion versus champion, but they were only fighting for the one belt. It wasn't a dual double belt, double gold dash. None of that nonsense. It was just a world of stardom championship attempt. So they start things off with a very different from the last two matches with a test of strength with EO actually getting the better of uh, Kyrie, shoving her down 
and then applies a figure four. Uh, Kairi breaks free and fights back with these double-handed chest chops and then delivers like the machine gun chops in the corner. Uh, goes for like one big chop and EO does the Samoa Joe here, just oh, walking away like, nah, I ain't taking she's that. She's too cool. I ain't she's too that. cool for that. Yeah. I, she, I love, again, we talked about the machismo she's got, the swag she's got, and this shows a lot. Also, it hurts even more that it's her friend. Yeah. It's, that's, that's worse than like hitting her. Like, ah, nah. I ain't taking that. Yeah. No. EO goes for a pile driver on the apron, but Kyrie blocks it. Uh, Kyrie then goes for her spear in the corner, but EO moves and just yanks the arm between the ropes, which I think Kyrie's one of the, the best sellers. Like whenever some people like scream and it just sounds like fake, but whenever she's like screaming, she just sounds in agony. And this arm wrench here was definitely one of those moments. Uh, EO then applies the camel cr- clutch and is grinding the face of Kyrie as she's doing it and now delivering some double handed chops of her own. Now they take the match through the crowd. They're brawling through there. And, well, there's a balcony. So, wouldn't you know it, EO climbs up the top and hits the moonsault off the balcony uh, again. Absolutely insane. Genius of the sky. And now the ref is starting to count. Kyrie's down and she just makes it in in time. Uh, but EO's all on top of her now. She's just bullying her with these kicks in the face. Uh, goes for uh, some sort of big move, but Kyrie. Like, she's setting up as if she's going to charge at uh, Kyrie in the corner. But Kyrie comes charging and hits a huge spear, um, which I thought looked really, really good. Um, and then these forearms to the face. EO then goes for a springboard, but Kyrie stops her and then hits the double stomp off the top rope to the back. Applies a half Boston Crab. And then her bow and arrow submission, the, the anchor, I think she, she called it. Yeah. Uh, but this time in the ropes, almost like a tarantula hold, uh, which I thought looked great. Uh, and the ref starts making the five count. Uh, EO then comes back with the 619 and a springboard drop kick for a two. Kyrie hits a tornado DDT and goes up the top for her elbow drop, but EO gets the knees up. And now as Kyrie is seated, EO just hits this drop kick to the top of her head rolls her to the apron and hits another one on the apron and then goes for the pile driver to the apron. But this time Kyrie counters it with a backdrop to the floor and climbs to the top and hits her elbow drop, but this time onto, uh, onto EO and kind of the rest of, was it Queen's Quest EO's group here? Yes. Yeah, landing on top of all of them. The referee starts making the counts again and EO this time is the one who makes it in just on 19. Kyrie goes for the sliding D, but this gets counted into a pin attempt. And then EO goes for the, uh, the fairy tale ending, the angel's wings, whatever you want to call it. Um, goes for her moonsault, but Kyrie chases her up to the top and then hits the double stomp to, to EO as she's draped across the ropes there. Hits the insane elbow, but this time EO kicks out, Ugh. picks Kyrie up for a deadlift straight j- jacket German for a two. Goes to the moonsault again, and this is one of those ref counts. It's a one, it's a two, it's uh Kyrie kicks out. Oh. Now the ref <laughs> is checking on both of them. They're both down. We get the shote from EO, and then Kyrie catches her with a pin attempt for a two. EO comes back with a double stomp to the stomach, and then picks up Kyrie and drops her with the tombstone for the win in 22 minutes, 38 seconds. EO sends Kyrie packing. Damn. Wow. These two were just 
killing each other. And they're friends. Yeah. They're friends and they were doing this. Wow. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Karen? You know, it's one of those things where you always hit your friends the hardest or you hit your tag team partner the hardest. They knew each other so and they still do. They know each other so well in the ring that it's every time that one of them poses a, a problem, the other one has a solution like without it's like almost innate for them. And I'm still mad we didn't get Sky Pirates or a singles match in WWE yeah. before Kyrie left. Yeah, there was that that was there was there was the opportunity and they just waited and waited and waited and when it could have been even if it was just like a throwaway on a takeover, it would have just been such a great match. Yeah, yeah we there was the four way, which there was Yeah, but that's not the same. same. And then Kyrie yeah. Kyrie then teamed with Asuka. And then yes. we never got to see. Yeah, we did never get to see them in WWE. We were we were hoping that we would see mm-hmm. we would we would clash because our two favorites going head to head. This is awesome. They're going super technical. There, there's so many little like nuances that I, I really like, like the Io Shirai cool factor, uh, and then like the moonsault in the crowd again, crazy big spot, so effortlessly done by EO and then like the Germans and it, it got to like uh, the next like crazy level. So I'd, I'd still be pretty high up on this match. Yeah. I, I felt both just relentless in this match. I love how, uh, how they'll in a lot of these matches, I think they do the moment where the kind of tide shifts really well. In this case, it's that, that spear from Kyrie out of nowhere. Cause EO's just been dominating her for so long, but I also like they, they both do the thing where, they'll be hit by a big like signature move by the other and then get up right away to take the other one out. But then they're spent after and both fall down. Um, yeah, some really great near falls towards the end. Um, obviously great chemistry between these two. Uh, I went, I went four and a half. For this yeah, match. I actually went the same. Uh, I remember that we, we watched, uh, I, I, we watched a different match and, you know, it may be because we watched it, you know, probably 2 a.m. after a few pops and we were just like, ah, but I don't know if that one also was the one I liked more than this one, but you, both matches are just awesome. And, the, and you said like the chemistry between these two, it does make you want to, again, kind of similar to the, we're going to say this a lot. It's like these two had great chemistry and we never got to kind of see that while they were both killing it in WWE. So it's kind of odd. Yeah. I yeah. fall off the top of my head. I maybe preferred the other one. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, it was, it was late and we'd, yeah, we'd had some silence. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we had some white cloth. Yeah. Th- th- this one's a sentimental favorite only because it- Afterwards, the promo that EO base gives her is that you're she 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 it's it's her way of sending Pyrie off, giving her her blessing, telling her she's gonna be missed, telling her that she's a great person and a great wrestler and she's gonna do great things. And it, it was it was one of those like I got in my fangirl feelings about this match just because I I think back to that time where remembering that they were both supposed to be scheduled for the Mayon Classic at that time. And then it ended up, you know, it worked out for the best because, you know, Kyrie got to win one year and then EO was a finalist the following year. And then both had stellar careers in NXT. Uh, and then, you no know, one's now killing it back in Japan. And the other one's finally, finally. They, they Them, like, damage control showing up at SummerSlam actually interrupted me doing a Twitch stream because <laughs> I wasn't watching. And everyone's like, put it on, put it on, put it on. I'm like, I'm like what, what? And I'm like, the women, the women are back. <laughs> so it was just, it's one of those things, like, I'm v- with... With Triple H in the driver's seat, I'm very optimistic. Yeah, when her music hit, I was I had some people over and the T I had SummerSlam on and I'm mid conversation talking to someone and then all of a sudden that music hits and I went, 
what the f-? and I look at my TV and like my, some of my <laughs> some of my friends who were over were wrestling fans so they understood and then the other ones were like what's going on why are you why are you freaking out I'm like oh oh okay okay and uh, good stuff so far but this match is awesome and uh, I I would say rec- would recommend this as well but yeah four, would, four and a half four and a half yeah as well. yeah Karen, four and a half agrees, as well. Yeah. Sure. Works for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cage match have this at a 9.16. So Ooh. again, very highly rated. Damn. Um, now we go to a match that would be uh, well, interpromotional now. AEW versus WWE. Um, Tony Storm taking on Io Shirai for the World of Stardom Championship at Stardom Golden, uh, Stardom Golden May 2017, May the 5th at, sorry, May 14th at Corakuen Hall. Um, yeah, and this, uh, I like how Io, again, going back to that machismo, Tony Storm is quite a bit taller than Io Shirai, but Io isn't afraid of just getting right in her face and being like, all right, bring it, let's yeah. go. Uh, start off, oh, uh, is there some uh, context to this, Karen? Uh, well, the good thing about this match is it pay- piggybacks off the previous match, because after Io defeats Kyrie, Tony Storm gets in the ring and challenges her next. Right. So it's the it also ties together, you know, their journey afterwards where they all, you know, they all end up in NXT. You know, Tony Storm is a finalist in the Mayan Classic in 2017 and becomes the she beats EO in 2018 at Evolution. So it was one of those things where Tony Storm is one of the few foreign wrestlers they brought into Stardom where they've basically strapped the rocket to her um and like gave her a pretty decent run with the SWE Championship, a pretty decent run with the World of Stardom Championship. But this would be the only draw on EO's 14 defense record mm. of her second ring with this with cha- this championship. So it was one of those things where it goes the full time limit. And it was it was good because at the time when Tony Storm left WWE, everyone had hoped that she was immediately gonna go back to stardom. I was kind of in that camp because I was just like, I just want her to be where she's loved and appreciated. I love what she's doing in AEW, don't get me wrong. But it was one of those things I'm like, if she were, were had chosen to go back to stardom, they would have they would have just like thrown boatloads of money at her. Yeah, to- Tony's someone definitely who I wasn't a big fan of in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm coming around to her in AEW and certainly seeing her in this match. Uh, I don't know what it is because I wouldn't say obviously there's a certain style in WWE that you're not going to be doing multiple like head drops and that kind of thing. But I wouldn't say like, apart from her pile driver, I wouldn't say that it's watching this match. There's a whole lot of stuff she wouldn't have been able to do. I just don't know if she just wasn't, her heart wasn't in it there or what? Cause I, this, this seemed like a different wrestler to, yeah. to, an NXT was, to me. It was hard for me because I liked Tony when she was in progress. Hmm. So like right before she signed with WWE, that's, that's where I know her from is like from the Brit rest scene side of her. But when I went back and watched her, start, her starter matches, they were good. But you could see a lot of what's been stripped out from her going to WWE. And now in AEW, she's, she's starting to be able to put some of that yeah. back into her catalog. But, you know, people are so used to her in WWE format that they're having a difficult time accepting her in AEW now. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of some of the stuff she did in Progress. And I actually have seen this match uh, before. Uh, I just don't remember, like, how. Because I know, I know we had Stardom a little while did ago. we put it on? We may have watched it yeah. before, yeah. Because uh, we, we, at the time, were like, hey, both these people work in WWE. Why don't we, like, watch what they did before? And a lot of people do praise this match. And it's pretty good. 
Yeah, they they start with a, a bunch of mat wrestling. Tony goes for an arm bar, and Eo's just like holding onto her fingers for dear life. Eventually, Tony applies it, but Eo gets the ropes instantly. And I, I really love how Eo, like this hold is in for just a second, but Eo's holding her arm like she would have tapped if she wasn't able to get the ropes there because uh, she's selling that arm immediately. Uh, Eo uh, hits her kind of handstand uh, into the double knees to the gut, followed by a beautiful Rana and drop kick. Uh, Eo then traps Tony kind of between the apron and turnbuckle on the outside and hits her bullet train double knees on the outside. Yeah, well, this was like her face was already into it the post. It was like caught in I feel like post, she should right? do this. This should yeah. actually be like kind of like a, a super finisher or something. Like if you were to actually hit that move where the person's face goes into the post, that's like that's like KO powerbombing someone on the apron kind of thing. That's what uh, the Gargano Almas finishes. Yeah, exactly. He, he hits it against the post and then yeah. pulls him in for the DDT. I was kind of like, whoa, use this. This, yeah. is, this is great. Um... Eo's then just hitting these kicks to the back. They're fighting on the outside. Tony sits Eo in a chair and hits her running hip attack. Uh, the hip attack's a weird one because I think can look really uh, silly. But there's something about Tony's, like especially the one in the corner, where it yeah. just looks absolutely devastating. I think it's the speed she hits it at. There's something, because I watch uh, Tony do it, and I watch it when like, Solo Sokoa does it. And he definitely learned something from uh, Umaga, who used to do it. It's like you aim for the middle turnbuckle, but it looks as if still like you're just crushing their head. But mm. uh, Tony does it really good. I like how Tony, uh, I think Tony was pissed that maybe her head hit that post. She boots one of these. I, I got you. What do you, young boy, young girl? I guess in the stardom, uh, like the set, they call him seconds. Yeah, uh, like she just boots one in the face here. She's just like, I think she was heated, so she's like, get out of my way. In the ring, Tony's dominating, and I, I don't really know how to describe this, but just thrusts her bum yeah. in the face. Bum it's thrust. not really a, a hip attack, but it works. Uh, there's then a beautiful fisherman suplex with a bridge for a two from Tony. Tony then goes for her Storm, uh, Storm Zero pile driver, but Eo slips out and right away takes her to the map with a cross face. Uh, then delivers the delayed German. Uh, Tony goes for Storm Zero again, but Eo escapes. And now Eo goes for the fairy tale ending, but Tony escapes that. And then Tony hits Eo with the like the neck breaker across the knee, like uh, like Okada does, and uh, but Eo comes back with a shote. Tony boots her in the face, and then there's the headbutt from Tony, followed by the Storm Zero. But Tony can't capitalize right away, and Eo just rolls outside the ring. Now the ref is checking on her, and this is where the drama really amps up in this match because uh, the ref isn't sure whether Eo can go. And this isn't Eo on the floor. She's just lying on the, the apron here. Yeah. So the ref eventually starts to make the count, counting her out. But Tony drags her into the ring. She doesn't want to win that way because she wouldn't win the title. And now the ref is pulling Tony off of Eo. And Tony's kind of shoving the ref back. They're pushing each other. The ref's getting quite physical with Tony here. And now the ref starts to count eo again and this time tony pulls her up and hits the neck breaker across the knee a second time for a two i thought this were really tony showing off like a, a bit of a mean side here and it really worked especially we saw her have a heel run in wwe and i never really felt we got this kind of viciousness i i thought she was great here yeah there's then a frankensteiner off the top 
um, from EO and she does it the proper way where you like hold the legs round the head right until the last second dropping them like spiking Tony head first she follows up with the moonsault but she can't capitalize and then EO goes up top for the moonsault again but Tony gets the knees up dumps her with a suplex followed by a leg drop off the top for a two very nice leg drop off the top and then uh, Tony applies this sub- submission. It's kind of like the uh, the prism that uh, Rhea yeah. Ripley does, like the the clover leaf almost. Inverted. Grapevines the legs around, and then the ref rings the bell for the thirty minute draw. Uh, Tony thinks because she's got the submission, maybe Eo tapped. I-, I always like if you're doing a draw, having the submission at the end. I yeah. think it adds kind of to the the drama. Of Someone made what the happened. bell I ring. Replay. It's what a screw happened. job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, a thirty minute. Draw here. Wow. Yeah, these two were uh, putting on quite a, a show, like a really sweet match, actually. A lot of technical stuff. You you were praising Tony Storm's, like, aggressive side. And I think uh, that's kind of something, like, we don't get to see enough. Even in AEW, I think she is starting to really find her stride. But now I'm like, ooh, if you turn heel, you'll be, like, mm. maybe the next level in the ring. Kind of, like, this this boss that you are kind of in this match you're kind of bullying EO at one point and credit to EO for selling it like is she good are you okay and whenever you're doing that it's it's the Daniel Bryan I was gonna <laughs> say this is the AEW we're going to picture in picture spot where it's like wait is, are, are they, you are okay they, huh? what happened? wait is the match gonna continue <laughs> but yeah a fantastic match yeah I this was one that it was I I I always hate putting like time limit draws on like match list just because i know it's like some people are like well i don't want to waste my time with a 30 minute match but this was one of the rare occasions that eo has a draw usually she's a very dominant champion or she fights really hard and then like put somebody else over usually in a championship format but this was one that was also you know my my may young classic fangirl feelings got involved with this one because i was like oh well you know i went to both may young classics i got to see them you know fight their way all the way to the to, to, to the finals didn't get to go to Evolution. Still angry that Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella main evented yeah. that match or that entire card. Yeah. And they were buried in the mid, the lower mid card. I think they were like the fourth match on the card. And I feel like what what they presented in that match compared to this one was a very sanitized version of what they could do. Because they didn't want to look like they were better wrestlers than the girls that have the main event spots. To be yeah, I feel they honest. only got about... What- like 11 minutes, minutes 12 like minutes that. something yeah. like that it yeah. definitely like it was still a really good a really good match but definitely uh i I, re- I remember now i think that we may have watched this this one this time limit we have dug, we dug through before, to watch yeah. it before that one but uh this one w- far superior and yeah time limits uh can be annoying but also they're not done all the time and when they are it kind of works but here i just really enjoyed the chemistry that these two had together was was pretty high on it i'd probably go uh kind of similar to the last one probably like four and a half rating like really really good not quite to the 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 level of like some of the, the maybe quite the other match but really fantastic stuff yeah, I I accidentally saw the result before going to watch oh, yeah? this one, which when it's a time limit <laughs> draw is even more annoying. No, it's not your fault. Uh, but I think it's a testament to the match that it when, when you go, all right, I'm sitting down and I'm going to watch a 30-minute match here, yeah. it can almost make it feel longer because you know what, yeah. what you're expecting. <laughs> and I think it was a testament to this match that it, it kind of breezed by for me. And by the time the, the bell rang, I was like, oh, is that the, the draw yeah. ready? Um, so I, I think that shows the quality of the match. I thought Tony really impressed. Uh, I thought EO selling, uh, this was probably the match the most that 
that showed off how good a, a seller EO is as well. Yeah. But didn't quite get to that level of like the, uh, the Satamora match for me, uh, or, or the Kyrie match. Yeah. So I, I went a four and a quarter for but, this one, but still some, some, some great stuff, really. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm in between that four and a quarter, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, four point three three. There we go. It's a nice, it's a nice match. <laughs> and cage match has this at an eight point four zero. That's pretty good. Yeah. And that takes us to our next uh, World of Stardom Championship defense with Io defending this time against uh, Mayu Iwatani, who is still killing it in Stardom. And this is from Stardom Galaxy Stars from the twenty first of June wow. two thousand seventeen. Galaxy. <laughs> Galaxy, Galaxy Star. stars. What's the what's the background on this one, Karen? So Eo is probably one of Mayu's first evil exes. You know, <laughs> Mayu Watani, God bless her. Uh, she often has people in like she tags with or in her faction that turn on her. <laughs> and uh, Eo is probably one of the, the more devastating ones because Eo does so that she turns on Mayu, uh, establishes Queen's Quest. Becomes a World of Stardom champion, goes on this, you know, this tear through like the entire roster for over almost a year, you know. So this is Mayu's chance for vindication. She's she she's waited her turn. She's patiently bided her time, but she is ready to step up to her former tag team partner for the uh, the company's biggest belt. This, from what you're saying, it sounds like this is Mayu kind of trying to prove that she's not the Genetti. Here. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it, it it it's the you know because she, Eo and Kyrie were threedom. They were like the top three. They were the you know they were put in a class together, and it was the this is Ky- right after or right as Kyrie's leaving. So everything's about Kyrie. Everything's about Eo, and Mayu's kind of like over here being like, no, no, I'm I'm here too. I'm here too, really. So this was her her way to say, you know what. I'm tired of taking a backseat to both of you. I'm I'm making a stand, and this is my chance. And she shoots her shot. Well, it it starts with a really nice back and forth with the two. Uh, they running the ropes, and Mayu catches Io with a Rana, but Io handsprings out of it. And this is where where Io's kind of challenging Mayu. It's kind of like anything you can do, I can do better. Because Mayu starts delivering these forearms that Io is just stepping into she's like all right is that yeah. what you got come on and is stepping into her and just pie faces her like like eddie kingston to sammy guevara call the police uh but she's just pie facing mayu out the way which is pissing her off even more and then mayu comes back with this snapmare and just this big kick to the back and eo sells it like it just really stings and hurts they're now trading pin attempts back and forth. They brawl to the outside, and Io, ha- Io catches Mayu with a German to the floor. Uh, in the ring, there's the double stomp to the back of the uh, to the back for a two, and then Io sweeps the legs and hits a drop kick to the side of the head of Mayu before a big missile drop kick from the top, which sends Mayu out the ring. I think uh, I think Io has one of the best missile drop kicks. It's almost like oh, the yeah. shotgun drop kick, but off the top. And she always, like, comparing it, there's so many wrestlers that do that move, but nowhere near as nice as hers, yeah. for sure. You're absolutely she right. She floats yeah. when she does yeah. it. Like, it's not like, like, she's not falling like a rock. She's just like, mm. yeah, like it's, a very, it's a very gentle murder in the yes. air. <laughs> she, she really knows how gravity works. You could say she's a genius of, of the sky. Of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hits a crazy crossbody tope suicida, which looked nuts. And uh, this, so EO... 
EO is a heel at this point. Am I right? I believe so, yes. But this crowd, either way, just still love yeah. her. They're going nuts for EO. Um, she's taking her through the crowd at Korakuen. And then Mayu uh, comes back and hits this huge run-up head scissors on the floor in the stands, which look great. And now instead of EO, it's Mayu who climbs to the top of the balcony and hits that big cross body off the top. Oof. And now the ref starts to make his count but they both make it to the ring on 17. There's a beautiful looking Northern Lights from Mayu. And now Io charges her and gets booted in the leg. Um, then Mayu hits like a, it, it was kind of weird looking sort of top rope blockbuster. Um, and this is where the ref starts checking on Io's head because she kind of yeah. landed weird here. Um, Mayu goes for the German, but Io lands on her feet. Now, Eo hits the angel's wings, the fairy tale ending for a two count, but goes straight as as Mayu kicks out. She grabs the arm, goes straight to the cross face. Uh, they're now both fighting on the top, and there's an avalanche dragon suplex which Eo blocks, but Mayu comes back anyway with a double stomp to the chest from the top. And now Eo rolls to the floor to safety. She's selling that she's hurt, but she gets the axe kick from Mayu. And now Mayu's trying to hit Io with the dragon suplex on the apron. And Io's holding on for dear life. But Mayu keeps clubbing down at the back, eventually hits the dragon suplex, oh. dumping her on her head oh. on the apron. <laughs> like, she's teasing us for a while, and I'm yelling at the TV, okay, come on, don't do that. Like, do it in the ring. It felt but, like one of the teases that they weren't like, going to do it. Go yeah, with you're not going to oh. actually do that. Like, she'll counter, you'll get a German. But no, no, she is going to do it. Oh, yeah, I screamed <laughs> at my TV on this one. Uh, like, EO was already selling it like she was dead, but then hitting, getting hit with this dragon suplex on the apron, uh, she's down for the count. Uh, the ref starts counting. Io just makes it in on 19 and a half. But Mayu goes right to the top for a big splash. But Io rolls out the way and now charges at Mayu with a big drop kick to the back of the head that looked deadly. Was, was this the, again, I think this was the, the knees, the bullet train, but like running at her like. It was like a charge in It's one, like yeah. almost like the Kamagoye, but running with two knees. Again, kind of like could be like another super finisher here. It reminds me of something like Osprey has the hidden blade or like a boost. But that. running with double knees to the back of the head, damn. Uh, Io catches Mayu mid-air into this deep Boston crab. She transitions it to a single Boston, then hits the straight jacket German for a two. Io goes to the top for the moonsault, but Mayu is is just grabbing like desperately at her ankle. It was like Dixie Carter and Hulk Hogan here. Just No, no I'm not letting you go to the top, uh, which I thought was a great spot. Just added the drama towards the climax of this match. So Io just picks her up instead Hits her with another German with a bridge, dumping her on her head. This time climbs up to the top, goes for the moonsault, hits the moonsault, but Mayu kicks out. Io picks her up and goes to the tombstone, but Mayu counters this into a tombstone of her own and then hits two full Nelson dragon suplexes in a row, but Io kicks out. And this time Mayu just hoists her up and hits her with the super full Nelson. Uh, this one, like, <laughs> delayed. She, like, hoisted her up even higher deadlift, before dumping her. Deadlift dragon supl- into the dra- high-angle drax- yeah. dragon suplex driver. I don't know what the fuck this was. This is crazy. And Mayu puts her away one, two, three in 27 minutes, 52 seconds <sighs> in a hell of a match. Wow. Uh, like, 
all the credit to both these wrestlers because this was some some craziness. I've seen a lot of uh, Mayu before, and I always it's always the same thing. I always see her compared to who she's fighting. And I'm like, okay, you're a lot smaller. You're not like an you know I'm, you're not a classic wrestler. But then when she gets going, I, I, she's so believable. She's so uh, like emotional and gets really uh, into it. And I, I would say all the credit to her because every time I watch her, I, it's it, she always blows me away. Uh, and she's a, a staple there in stardom. But the the bringing it out of each other definitely was was going. And you. Karen telling me about like a little bit about the story makes so I I got that vibe watching it because it's like EO's the the real cool heel right like she's really good at that so the crowd's obviously chanting for her and so behind her but the same people are also cheering for Mayu she was even more cocky in this one yeah the arrogance was really amped up in this especially at the beginning so with the the context of like their history it made complete sense yeah and I kind of need I wanted uh Iwatani to win this one I was like you needed to and then finally with those with those dragons I knew it like you know sometimes when you watch a match you know that's the finish you're like that is it right there you're done and great finish too but great sequences uh what does EO call her angel's wings I never and they never like the fairy tale ending right i don't forget what she called i've never seen her listed yeah, anywhere yeah. but i could be wrong yeah. my thing is that at this stage of of eo's career she has that naito level of charisma so even though she's like supposed to be the bad girl the, the crowd's very much behind her regardless and poor mayu she 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 kind of has that like oh taguchi energy like she like you want or that daniel bryan Brian Danielson, like super underdog, you can't help but cheer for her energy. So it, that's why I like this match because, like, I love you, I love Mayu, but the entire time I'm just like, I know this is this this program supposed to be about about you and how awesome she is, but man, I needed I needed to show the the, the match that broke her streak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really special match. You could feel that watching it, like the story kind of wrote itself and explained it. Uh, but just just some great wrestling, and uh, we kind of mentioned EO selling in the match before, and she's she's got she gets really good at that, and you keep biting on the on the the different things that are teasing, especially towards the near of it. Uh, I really got into this one for sure. I'd go pretty high on this one. I might even go five stars if I were to, to boldly go. But I, I really, it was one that stood out on this on this whole playlist here that I was like, woo, really good here. Really, like you always hear people like uh, a lot of the, the hardcore wrestling fans who talk about stardom are always talking about uh, Iwatani and how like awesome she is and, and still awesome. And uh, when you watch her stuff, you can kind of go, yeah. Like uh, One of our friends the other night saw that we were doing this and he, he mentioned, I think, what a time these two fought so i'm wondering if it was uh in fact this match but yeah good stuff yeah i i went 4.75 with this one this was definitely at yeah. the at the top of this list for me um the fact i i hadn't read i i read the notes for a lot of the matches beforehand but hadn't read this one and as you said brayden you could you could kind of tell the story yeah. from this match just with how they were uh wrestling each other and i thought uh i said i, I loved that spot with mayu just grabbing the ankle it was Almost like, I don't want to say pathetic, but it had that feeling. She was so defeated at that point that all she could do was hold on for dear life and ended up getting that second wind and killing Eo at the end with those... uh, That crazy dragon suplex. I I thought this had high drama. It was uh, just non-stop action again 27 minutes almost a half hour match that just breezed by for me um yeah really like this one and and this would also be 
the the beginning of the end of EO's time in in stardom yeah. because this is late autumn 2017 and she leaves the company i believe in the like late springtime to come to Orlando for the Mayan Classic. So this is it's it's kind of a transition period for them because you know this is you know a couple of months after they've lost Kyrie who's arguably one of their biggest most popular baby faces. So this match in my mind really cements Mayu as the future baby face who's going to ca- like carry the company forward. So much so that next year they're making a movie out of her life, out of her autobiography. So out of Kyrie? No, out of Mayu. Oh, Mayu. Of the three of them, Mayu's, they're making a film about her journey as being a, a hikomuri, which is basically like a shut-in, like a very, like, you know, shut, like, very socially awkward, very, you know, removed from the world. Okay. And her journey to becoming the icon of stardom. And they've been, they just had auditions. Uh, some of the wrestlers from stardom and other promotions all auditioned to be Mayu. <laughs> so, Whoa. which was, wow. it, it's really wild. But, it, but, but this I, I have to believe at some point in that if when they make that film that this match is going to be included. Got in you. It. I mean, yeah, it felt like uh, like the I know the 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 pun in there, but it felt like the the quest for Mayu to finally defeat the queen here. Like it got it had that bi- yes. that big vibe of it. So uh, interesting. Hey, I'll probably check that out. We did a review way back when with W H Park talking about that New Japan movie where Tanahashi oh, yeah. was just a dad. Who's yeah. a, I think it was called My, my Dad Is, is a Wrestler. wrestler. <laughs> My dad is a hero. Oh, man. Yo, that movie. movie was great. Yeah. yeah so we'll definitely... I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, man. Yeah. We have to, we'll have to definitely check that movie. I love wrestling movies. There is something in wrestling as well of like striking the iron like when it's hot. Yeah. Right? Because how yeah. many times have we seen in like WWE this story of like partners and one goes off and Wins. to stardom and they're well, like, yeah. not the company, the but yeah, championships. Yeah. The other's kind of flailing and has that great sort of underdog story and underdog run and then they lose and we forget about them yeah. and they're kind of floating around mid card and start stop you you've got to like pull the trigger at the right time and by the sounds of it they absolutely did with this story especially with yes. eo about to leave it made yeah. complete sense no it was, it was a really good match and now we go to kagetsu's self-produced show thank you for everything <laughs> uh what is a, a thank you for everything show karen <laughs> Uh, this that was the title of the show okay. was thank you for everything. I don't know what she was thanking everybody for, but <laughs> uh, one of the cool things back before the Bushiroad ac- acquisition was that some of the wrestlers were able to produce their own shows. They could like bring in wrestlers from other promotions. They put together their own cards. And at this time, I believe EO was World of Stardom champion or Wonder. She 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 had one of the singles belts. She didn't wear it to the ring though, and they didn't mention it on the camera. But it was Kagetsu was the goddess of stardom champion at the time, and she was challenging Io for the belt. So this was kind of like a fun precursor throwaway match. Let's make a whole bunch of money in Osaka because we love Osaka. And it was just this match was also part of the spiral that Oedo Tai and Queen's Quest would get tangled into, where they would start feuding with each other leading up to Io's departure. Gotcha. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything. <laughs> thank you for everything. Thank you for everything, guys. This is from the Minato Ward Municipal Center in Osaka, Japan, on the 28th of October, 2017. Uh, we start with these lovely hip tosses from Kagetsu, uh, sending Io to the outside. But Io ain't having that, so she just drags Kagetsu to join her on the outside and throws her into the chairs. 
Um, there's a beautiful acai moonsault from Io to the floor, and then uh, hits that bullet train double knees to the post again. Again, looked devastating. Uh, rolls Kagetsu in the ring and does the deep Boston crab transitions into a single lev leg, but Kagetsu gets the ropes. Uh, Io then applies a cravat, but Kagetsu gets the ropes again and starts to make a bit of a comeback. Hits double knees in the corner into this arm, like twisted round the legs armbar submission thing. Yeah. I don't know what to call this, but look, it looked like a pretzel. Like her arms were like she was like being choked with her own arm. Yeah. And while having Kigetsu's shin driven into her throat on the other side. So it was like a triangle with her own body. Yeah. Like a super triangle here. Looked looked awesome. Um, but Io manages to get to the ropes. Uh, and then while she's in the ropes, uh, Kigetsu's uh, seconds kind of just interfere here right in front of the ref. They're, they're like Kigetsu's holding Io and they're just putting their boots to her face. Yeah. Uh, Ref was like, oh, I'll just give you five seconds. Like, what, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> I, something I noticed in, in a few of the other matches, and especially like the last one, where in wrestling, you know, we always, people always complain, like, why would the guy wait there for the dive kind yeah. of thing? Where if you're about to get dived on, we notice like in New Japan, like some of the young boys are here, like the, the seconds, as you said, they go to help and to take the, bl- the, like, yeah. the brunt of the fall kind of thing, which makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like WWE should utilize having like, your your young boys kind of they got Trick Williams, haven't they? I get like He's you got you got the, you got Sami Zayn, you yeah. know the Uso and stuff. But yeah, uh, well, and also in the smaller venues, the uh, the other job of the seconds is to get people out of the way. Sure, especially yeah. for the the planches and the tope suicides, right. because they get thr- they, they like they jive. Part of their job is to stop the momentum from going into the audience. Especially yeah. with COVID now, it's it's the you can't grab someone and th- launch them five rows back because you, you know you can't throw them into a group of people yeah. we, we, so. we needed that at this house of black show we went to recently uh oh, there yeah. was no one saying move and we just have like buddy, buddy matthews. matthews would just do a tope into everyone uh we had a friend who's never seen wrestling before so we were just saying because we can kind of tell all right they're gonna get die, out of the let's way move back so we'd be yeah, like yeah, just yeah. do what we do or you're gonna follow get us here. or you might get they they weren't saying <laughs> move at all yeah he yeah. he went flying I- I went to a Garden City pro wrestling show in New Jersey a couple weeks back to watch Jungle Kiona wrestle, and there was this, this six-man match, same thing, but they, called, they, they told the audience to move too late, and guess whose chair they decided to land oh. on? It was me. <laughs> so you can see me on the feed, like, diving out of the way and grabbing onto my oh friend's big pieces and pulling me out of the way, and the referee's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, but they need to call that a little faster. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and I have bad knees. A t-shirt wouldn't make it feel really better. Uh, my- yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy that got hit by the ladder. Right? <laughs> yeah, we went to Ring of Honor at MSG, and this guy got the ladder. Uh, Jay Lethal just threw I a ladder at his too. head. Yeah. He, oh. He- oh, yeah, the, that 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 trio's something. Yeah. 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 Match with the with the purple ladder of doom. But I, I like when these uh, these seconds or young boys like catch people. It makes yeah, it does it does yeah. make it make sense yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, Io goes for the angel's wings, but Kagetsu gets out and delivers this big roundhouse kick to the head, followed by the the phantom driver, the Samoan driver there, for a two count. Kagetsu goes to the top rope, but Io drags her off, and then just, this is where she hits that running, like, double knees to the back of the head, which, again, looks great. Followed by the 619 and a springboard missile drop kick, uh... And then Kagetsu comes back with a high cross to the floor. Uh, Io just makes it to the ring on 19. 
both are now spent and they're just on the mat trading forearms to the face. And now Kagetsu fires up and just delivers these forearms even harder. Then this series of roundhouse kicks to the head. And then Kagetsu just signals that it's all over. Goes to the top and hits a 450 splash, which I I haven't seen much (laughs) of this lady before. Was not expecting because she's quite a bit bigger. Um, And this looked awesome. But Io kicks out, starts firing back with these shotes. Kagetsu goes for a choke slam, but it's blocked and turned into a German suplex from Io, followed by the tombstone, and then finished off with the moonsault for Io to win in 17 minutes, 6 seconds. Damn. Yeah, Karen, what do you think? Okay, well, this I loved this match purely because both Kagetsu and Io, they give zero Fs throughout the entire match. They throw everything and anything you can see a lot of stardom favorites around the ring. You know, Hana Kimura was there, Jungle Kiona, Konami. But the one thing about this match, and this, I don't know because you guys aren't very dialed into stardom. Kagetsu now is no longer known as Kagetsu. So, like, they ended their time as a professional wrestler. They ended their time as a women's wrestler. Earlier this year, uh, Kagetsu announced that his name is now Yu Ishino. And they've transitioned. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Into I was not aware. being uh, living living an authentic life as a man. Wow. So it, it's 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 really interesting because Higetsu is arguably one of like that name is synonymous with Oedo Tai. That's where Higetsu, another one who got their start in Sendai Girls and the independent circuit, but when Higetsu came into stardom was big in the trainings uh part part uh hands-on training and one of the locker room leaders and stuff like that so yes now kagetsu goes by you ishino i should have put that in the notes if i will add that to the notes if you guys can post that later somewhere but yes you is now identifying as male so right nice that. well hey thank <laughs> you for letting us know too but uh, uh but but uh pretty pretty sweet match because like they were they were like uh, going again eo has got this like mean streak to her where she can get pretty aggressive and i thought uh it was a a really good uh back and forth and that that 450 was pretty impressive too yeah i thought uh like kagetsu was just a beast here yeah like she she's quite a bit bigger than eo and i love how eo just doesn't give a shit and just stands up to her (laughs) definitely the climax of this match was with those those forearms that were getting quicker and quicker followed by those series of roundhouse kicks i just kept going oh oh yeah oh because she just kept hitting her in the head um, yeah, I, I thought this was a, a fun match between uh, these two. Didn't get to the kind of um, sort of next level for me as the Mayu and the the Sanamura one. Yeah, but still like uh, like four and a quarters for me. I I found this really enjoyable. Yeah, I'd probably go four stars. I still was really into it, but it didn't get to the like classic of some of the the other fights. But really, really liked it. That's a very fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where would you go? Somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like being that, like, Switzerland kind of thing. I like, kind of like being, like, in the middle. We just... Kind of like I am in the... For those who don't, don't can't see the recording, even though they're in the same room, my picture on the Zoom is in between them, <laughs> as if I'm in the room with them, but I'm not. We just go your star ratings is just the average of ours, but yeah, yeah. each time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, just average whatever you guys are throwing out there. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That, that works for me. We now go to the Wonder of Stardom Championship, Io Shirai taking on Rachel Ellering from New Year's Stars 2018 at Yokohama Radiant Hall 
on the 13th of January, 2018. Um, yeah, these these are two who are also in that uh, second May Young Classic, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, Rachel. And- what was, yeah. Rachel Evers? Yeah. Rachel it, Evers. Rachel. She was Rachel Evers in the Mae Young Classic. Uh, and th- this one is probably my sentimental favorite, just because before Rachel went to Japan, I ran into her at an NXT house show because uh, a friend of ours at the time had mentioned to her that I lived in Japan. So she asked me about life over there and what it was like. Nice. So it was like I, it was very much the, I wanted to put him, th- this is probably my selfish pick on the list, to be perfectly honest, just because... It was at a time where I wanted to go to Japan, but I couldn't. So to see a wrestler that was in the Orlando community that was able to go over there and enjoy it as much as Rachel did, and knowing how much it meant for her to face Io, uh, this is one of the only two matches that the two of them will ever have. Both of them were in stardom. Even though they were in NXT, signed at the same time, they never had matches. I mean, other than probably at house shows or whatever, but they never had in-ring televised matches as opponents or as allies. Um, this was, uh, let's see. Yeah, it was, um, you didn't really get to fight very many foreign talent, despite having a very, a large influx of foreign talent at the time. I don't know if they were intentionally keeping a lot of the foreign talent away from her and the belt, but this is also one of her final defenses before she goes to the United States. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, you can definitely see that kind of respect from Ellering at the beginning of the match here. They they take it very sort of traditional, going for uh, grapple and like test of strength, clean breaks. Um, and then there's a drop toe hold from EO early, goes to the 619, but Ellering gets out the way. And then there were a few times in this match where I'm like, is, is Rachel Ellering's favorite wrestler Randy Orton? Because she... She gets out of the way of this 619 and then does the Randy kind of slither away Crawling from it, away, Crawling yeah. away. And then hits an RKO out of nowhere <laughs> for it too. Um, so Ellering just clearly loves Randy. Uh, there's then shoulders in the corner from Ellering. Uh, Ellering's delivering all these strikes. EO then blocks a kick and drop kicks Ellering to the leg. Uh, there's chops from Ellering and a pump kick knocking EO to the outside. Io then goes for a springboard, but kind of slips off the top rope, so just follows up with a shote to take out Rachel here. Uh, there's then a big top rope splash from Io for a two, followed by her suicide crossbody to the outside. And now a top rope missile drop kick, followed by an STO, followed by... Uh, Ellering makes a comeback with an STO and this twisting leg drop off the second rope. And then an avalanche falcon arrow. Uh, I love the falcon. Yeah, that looked really looks nice. nice, yeah for a two count they then have a bit of a forearm exchange EO make, has the better with a shote but Ellering comes back with a pump kick and a big spine buster for a two count but EO hits a deadlift German followed by this beautiful dragon screw leg whip which Ellering just sells like death and it looked like she just ripped the leg out the socket uh, followed by a tombstone and the moonsault for EO to win in 13 minutes 13 seconds you could tell Rachel was just having a blast. Probably, like kind of you, you mentioned, uh, is probably wrestling someone she like kind of looks up to or watches and maybe idolizes a bit. So you could tell she was uh, having a fun time getting beat up by maybe one of her her favorite wrestlers, which I could like that would be amazing if you got to do that. Uh, and and I ha- like I can remember some of the matches that we've seen from her, but like this stands out definitely. Like uh, there is some stuff that I've never seen. Uh, her do like pulling out some big moves off the top there, that leg drop as well. Uh, it there was there was some good back and forth. It kind of uh, like 
I, I wasn't expecting this from from Rachel Ellery just because of I like it's been a long time since I watched her wrestle. I can't remember if she even is right now. Yeah, she was in Impact, Impact for a while, yeah. so I saw a bit of her there. She was with Jordan Grace, for yeah, a bit, and now I think she's just doing the independence, I believe. But yeah, it, uh, it was it was it was pretty good. And uh, I uh, going to like Eo's move set here. Like she's got so many crazy moves that just crush her opponents. Like that German that we've seen in all these matches. The like deadlift like when they cr- the cross german thing and then also the tombstone like she's just uh, on top of her game but this was a fun match to watch yeah this was definitely one of uh the better like ellering matches i've seen i i didn't think it was at the level of the the other matches we've talked about and felt like to me a uh, like this this actually kind of felt like a good nxt tv match between these two with with the length and just yeah. not doing anything insane but having a a nice back and forth and a solid match so I'd probably give it more of like a a three for this, like yeah. serviceable and good, but I it didn't kind of it didn't have me leaping out my seat like I was with some of the other matches. Fair, fair. I'd probably agree with that. Same it, it, again. This, like I said, this is more of a sentimental me living vicariously through Rachel going to Japan and fighting Io, and then the, them just have. Like, just having a good time because I was like, oh, look, they're having fun. I want to have fun. I mean, I don't want my friends to beat me up, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> it was more of the, the, yeah, that was just a sentimental favorite for me. I definitely think as well, maybe uh, more so for, I mean, with the men as well, just going to Japan to like, you know, get hit. Have Maybe maybe Sammy Guevara could have done with being in Japan and getting hit hard. A because, few times, yeah. Like it, I don't think he could handle <laughs> No, exactly. That's what I mean. I, I think it's kind of... I feel it's something every wrestler should do to kind of like, yeah. all right, you want to, you want to be at in the top echelon. You need to like exactly. know how to take a forearm to the neck and that kind of thing. And, uh, because it, it definitely, you see people go and when they come back, they've got that extra edge to them. Yeah. And I think the like having the likes of Oscar and Satomura in WWE is such a good thing for all the women there who, need to step up when they're against them because they're not going to hold back. Yeah, it's true. And they're also capable enough to fill in the gaps to help cover up when someone's still like, getting a hold or getting getting used to being on the main roster or being in the ring with a very seasoned veteran. That's that, that's the one thing I, I like about, you know, Satomura and Asuka and Io and a couple, like, like even Bailey or Dakota. They're, it's, they have that background or, so they know where they can sell things and help cover up things to make their opponent look good to until they can get you know enough reps to make it where they can do it they can look good without all the extra help i I mean you see that in this match where eo slips on the top rope and she doesn't make a big deal of it she's like all right well i'm not gonna hit hit my drop kick i'm just gonna smack her in the nose with a show taste yeah uh yeah i uh definitely Definitely, you need those vets there. Yeah. What was your? Uh, what were some of your advice to uh, Rachel for uh, Japan? Strong zeros. Uh. No. All right. So strong zeros. <laughs> we're gonna talk about strong zeros real quick. Those are known as the gaijin killers. So because they're like nine percent alcohol oh, yeah. and very very easy easy to drink. My recommendation, well, because Rachel doesn't drink, okay. so she didn't have to worry. She doesn't have to worry about strong zeros, but. If you do choose to enjoy an adult beverage and you you see the strong zero on the counter and you think, man, this, a bag, a can, a bag of cans is a good, no, no, <laughs> have one and hydrate with like four bottle, full bottles of water. 
Yeah. Because y- you will hate life the next day. Uh, you just drink another I strong sp- zero. <laughs> I speak from experience. <laughs> moderation is the key when it comes to a you're, strong You're zero. talking to the wrong people yeah, here yeah, if you're we, talking about moderation. We, we, uh, we don't understand <laughs> the meaning of the yeah, word. We care about having, not having to do with a hangover <laughs> or a splitting headache or, you know, trying to keep food down the next day. I, I just call that Monday. Yeah. It's, we, <laughs> we, uh, we, like when I was there, I, I really loved strong zeros. And uh, recently, when. Du- the lemon ones are the best yeah any of the citrus ones but when wh uh came back i'm pretty sure did he bring us one or our buddy a couple of yeah and then and and our buddy jesse was was away and he brought us some back too and and davey finally got to have some and he was like all right i i understand for sure so those are did he bring those in his check luggage because i would be worried they would explode yeah, because yeah. they're carbonated i think wh was worried about that that's why yeah, i think we got them from our friend pre- i've i've bought a load of alcohol yeah, back and it. forth you just gotta wrap it properly properly in your hoodies and things and it, it if it's stro- if, if a strong zero exploded in my bag in my clothes i would wring it out <laughs> i mean cl- clothes are fine but see when i check my suitcase coming from japan i usually have like Stuff. a kimono in yeah, there yeah. or like things i don't want to be soaked in alcohol yeah i mean enough. i don't mind being soaked in alcohol. <laughs> story but when it comes to like things i spend my money on yeah. no Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. shout out strong zeros well we have one more match left on the list before we maybe talk about some uh honorable mentions or just yeah. like, favorite moments of eo and this is for the wonder of stardom championship it is the champion, Io Shirai, defending against Momo Watanabe at the Stardom Gold Star from 23rd of May 2018 at Korakuen Hall. This venue just uh, holding all the bangers. Yeah. Uh, what's some? It, it, it also has the best. It also has the best lighting. Let's be honest. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's some context for for this final Io match here? So for this match, this is roughly a month before EO leaves for the United States. It's, it's kind of like she's she's on that downward slope. Everyone like at this point, people know she's leaving. She's she's starting to you know get her ducks in a row and get ready to leave the company. Uh, Momo Watanabe at the time is 18 years old. She's wow. s- still in high school. Crazy. <laughs> and she is getting she's finally getting her chance to go for the championship. So even though she she'll have other matches before she actually graduates high school in her promo at the beginning, she's like, for me, today is my, my graduation. This is my last Korakuen show. I'm in the main event. I'm going for the championship. It's an all Queens quest final. Tonight's my night tonight. I graduate. And I was like, that's a great, like as a, you know, as a teacher, I was <laughs> like, Oh, that's a great way to look at it. Um, because in Japan, adulthood doesn't is starts at 20, 20 at 20. You can do everything. You can drink, you can smoke, you can vote, you can, do everything, gamble, whatever. But that 18 years old, when you finish high school to that 20 year old, you know, like that two years you're in uni, that's kind of like the gray area. But for her to be like, no, this is like, this is more important to me than my own high school graduation, that this is where my career is going to take off. It, it's make or break for my, uh, for, for Momo. But this Momo will eventually to this date has the longest reign with the white belt and Kamatani's trying to break it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So this this is this, the company taking a chance, much like with the Mayu match, where they have someone who's coming through the dojo. This is her chance to shine, and that's where we're at. Nice. Thea Hale needs to take notes. Then that's crazy. Like, Eighteen. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I I had no idea she was yeah. as young as that from watching this match. That's crazy. 
Uh, Momo comes in with these repeated kicks to the back of EO. Uh, EO comes back with a big drop kick. Uh, pace is really, really fast at the beginning of this. Re- kind of reminded me of that opener we talked about. There's a missile drop kick from Momo and then a big running basement drop kick to the face, which EO just ate here. Looked great. Uh, there's then the slingshot drop kick to the back of the head from EO. Momo goes for, uh, the, the dead eye on the apron, uh, hangman's move there. But EO counters it into a submission using the ropes to kind of yank away at the arm of Momo here. Uh, there's then a straight jacket German on the apron from EO, followed by the Urihara moonsault, and then a drop kick to the back, followed by the tiger faint kick from EO. Uh, she hits her fairy tale ending, and this one especially, she like the hang time she had with her yeah. up before slamming looked great, but it's only a two. They're now fighting on the top. And Io hits a superplex. But this time, Momo comes back and hits the Deadeye in the middle of the ring for a two count. Uh, Io starts to run the ropes and meets this huge roundhouse kick from Momo. And then Momo hits the Deadeye again, but this time running while she delivers it. This looked nuts. Yeah, like Deadeye, almost like the, what, the bastard driver. It's, it's, this, this other, this, this one running one was really deadly. Yeah, it's the Otomo. It's, it's some people have called it the bastard driver. I believe it's the omotenashi driver, which w- the, the, when they've translated it into English, it's like the nobody driver. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's basically a bastard driver where she just she's like I didn't know that. That makes sense. I guess what people call it that. I, yeah, uh, I just always assume that's. I just heard people's commentary say that this one was scary as yeah. well because Io's head yeah. wasn't tucked until the last like yeah. second. I thought her yep. neck was just gonna snap, and then. Right at the last, like, millisecond, yeah. Io tucks it. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I know she's all right because I watched her on Monday. But, like, <laughs> it's one of those moments where you go, Ugh. Oh. There's then a full Nelson uh, dragon suplex from uh, Momo. But Io kicks out. And this is one of those this those kickouts where it's just, like, lifting the shoulder. She looks absolutely done here. Uh, but Io starts to come back with a couple of German suplexes for a two. She misses her moonsault. And then Momo, after rolling out the way of the moonsault, just charges right at Io with the Meteora. Um, Io is then going for some kind of like sunset bomb, but uh, she pops Momo up in the air and Momo comes down with these double knees, uh, this like falling Meteora for a two count, which just looked great. Now locks in a choke hold on Io, grapevines the legs, hits another dragon suplex for a two on Io. And then she needs to put her away and she hits this pump handle suplex, oh. just folding EO inside out, dumping her on her head, gets the one, gets the two, gets the three, and Momo Watanabe pins EO. And after she's like checking with the ref, like, did I, I did I do it? Did I pin her? I won? <laughs> she she didn't believe that she actually did it. This this move is I've never seen this. It's not even just a pump handle. The way she bridged and pinned Eo, her she's trapped. Yeah. It's almost like you're suplexing them into the like European clutch or something. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. She calls the move Tequila Sunrise, which for an 18-year-old who can't drink is a very <laughs> curious name. I, I want to say that it was passed down to her from somebody who used to be in stardom okay. that may have retired. Because, yeah, an 18-year-old shouldn't be using a move called Tequila Sunrise. But it, it's one of the uh, 
the moves that she, it becomes her go-to. Yeah, I mean, this is this a sweet move. I'm, How are you getting out of it? Yeah, I love when I see a move I haven't seen before, and this one was very impressive. Like, you can't kick out of it physically, so it's almost like a super finisher. Like, if you hit this move, you are winning this match. Uh, this was great. You're telling me this person, Momo, is 18 years old at this time for this match? Wow, mm-hmm. incredible. Like, I was... I. Was I don't know what I was doing at 18, but not not this. This was awesome. Uh, there was some great back and forth, <laughs> but the suplexes is, is like where it comes to. Like someone that young already a can do be skilled enough to do these moves, but part of wrestling is selling, and that is a huge thing of it. And the way that she could sell and not die taking some of these moves, this was uh, impressive. Especially the like final stretch of it where they're just crushing each other with suplexes. But that pump handle was impressive. I rewound it, rewound it a few times to try to see how she did it, and I still can't tell you how she did it. I'd love to see. It, it kind- <laughs> yeah, so go for oh. it. no, no, go for it. It's kind of like the pump handle, but it has like a, a whale hunter mixed into it. So it's kind of like it's Shingo like Takagi mixed with something else. Because yeah. she, she kind of spins them around. And I'm like, how, crazy. How, how? Crazy. I have like no upper body strength. So how she is able to like hoist somebody up to do this, I don't yeah. know. Cool stuff though. Great match. I'd love, I love those double knees that came out nowhere, like yeah. the pop up from the power bomb. I, I'd love to see her hit more of them from other kind of situations. And I also like when EO missed the moonsault. Normally, someone misses a move, they get the knees up or whatever, they roll, they lie down for a little. But EO got kind of straight back up from this moonsault, but so did Momo, who just runs in with that meteora. I thought the timing of that was really nice, and it's not its not kind of the pattern way you normally see that, that kind of miss moonsault spot happen in wrestling. Um, yeah, she was very impressive for... Uh, especially well at any age this was impressive yeah, but no. especially at 18 was was really good uh another great pick um i went four and a half for this one i, yeah, I, I really got into this i agree I, I really got into it and uh it it, it shocked me of how like uh crazy uh, some of the sequences were in a lot of these stardom matches right like whenever yeah. we watch these these girls are killing each other with these back suplexes and stuff and selfishly as a fan i love it so much it looks there yeah. it's awesome it's so good uh this this was awesome four and a half for me uh plus that because it was good good stuff I, I, I will go 475 just because hey. after this match, Momo goes on to uh, not only have the longest reign with the Wonder of Storm Championship with 13 defenses, she takes over Queen's Quest Whoa, when Eo leaves. Nice. She becomes the next leader. She wins the Cinderella Tournament. She was the five-star Grand Prix finalist last year against Shuri. So she, if you love strikers, like if, if Kota Ibushi and all of his kicking glory is your jam, she's one to watch. Yeah, all right. Interesting. Yeah, one to watch, Momo. Cage match has this at an 8.82. Damn. Um, so, yeah, great great list there. We'll give our, our final verdict in a bit. But there were some honorable mentions you had, including uh, barbed wire <laughs> exploding baseball bat match. We had a, a, <laughs> an even deadlier rock, paper, scissors match. And uh, and the, uh, the Lucha Underground match against Penta, which... Uh, I, I've gone back to quite a few times over the years. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with that that exploding bat because I've seen uh, someone, some a listener told me years ago and sent me like a clip of it, a gif of it, and was like, "Hey, look, this is what Io was doing before," but I'd never seen the match. So finally, when you yeah. had shared this with us, I was like, "Okay." So I actually watched it, and it ha- it, it does what it uh, unlike AEW, uh, it does what it says on the tin because it's an exploding bat. <laughs> It's literally an exploding bat, and what I what I love about it is that it's 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 Io taking responsibility because her feud with Kagetsu, based on that earlier yeah, match, yeah. 
and their feud of Queen's Quest versus Oedotai leads to Tam Nakano getting kicked out of Oedotai. So, so, you know, Io is taking responsibility. She's teaming up with Tam to take on Kagetsu and Natsusumire. And apparently, t- before Tam was uh, a stardom regular, she was a, an underground indie darling that did deathmatch fighting Whoa. of some kind. So these these bats had batteries strapped to the corner uh, of the turnbuckles, like those giant orange boxes where the batteries powering the uh, the the bat <laughs> that had the electricity <laughs> running through it with the light little tiny light bulbs on yeah. it. Um, they had to hit a, uh, a siren button. There was a siren button that you had to hit the button before, so everyone would know you had to clear out and back up. And I guess it was also for the audience because no one had eye, uh, eye protective gear on. Because, sure, why not? And basically, it was... Uh, EO also gets, like... She talks about it in her, her memoir. She talks about it in her... when She used to have a column for Weekly Pro Wrestling Magazine. Wow. This is a match that a lot of people will post pictures of because what, she's the first one out of the match because she's the one who gets hit Yes, yes, she takes it. And... Yeah, so it's nuts. I'll let yeah. Davey talk about no, it. No, I'll say I, I, I don't want to give it all away, but there's like a lot happened in this match. Yeah, I mean, th- from what a, what I watch it, we can we can go through these uh, these honorable mentions a bit quicker. And I'll say that like there was chaos from just all four of them throwing each other into the crowd, into like the chairs, and everyone. It's kind of like a brawl, and then like you know the bat is coming because they hit that button, and then like everyone's kind of like okay wait wait and it's we mentioned in in former shows we did best death match ever the siren in the original like yeah. funk uh foley what is it funkin uh and oh um, uh oh why are we blanking the on wild it? thing uh, yeah, yeah onita onita uh they use the siren tactic because it's also kind of scary right mm-hmm. and you know something yeah. the explosion quote unquote is happening and then when eo finally gets like hit with it like oh man i rewound it like five times i kept like <laughs> i don't know why she was wearing denim cutoffs i'm like where are your pants girl why, why? she had the Everyone baseball has, like, jersey yeah for protection, yeah and then she? like the she takes the, it in the stomach but her legs yeah, the, the, she doesn't wear kick pads or knee pads she was like bare bare legged with like knee pads and I'm like, i hope no, yeah cover up. i would hope that like it didn't actually burn them as uh, hopefully you know you you'd hope it just looks more than it actually mm. did but to the selling you have the seconds and like the ring crew pouring water whenever uh the expl- and carrying her out yeah, right yeah. away uh this was this was pretty fun and pretty crazy and eo was doing all sorts of nuts stuff in it. i i didn't realize what the siren was for i yeah. thought you picked it up and then you had like 30 seconds to use the bat or it explodes in your face or something like that it's like you Which, have to, ch- no. to to use as it as far as i know it was just a warning oh, okay, to the right. audience that makes that although like, it would be fun it's, it's coming like, guys it's gonna happen you have to hit it to charge i had it like it's like smash brothers you <laughs> yeah get this yeah. weapon but you've only got the a hammer amount of time before <laughs> it runs <laughs> out before it the visual, though, like I posted, a, like I took a boomerang and put it of her getting the bat where it explodes, and so many people on my Instagram were like, "What are you watching? What is this?" And I was like, "Io Shirai, that's who." It was, it, it was, it was. I'm just saying that getting hit with that bat was far better than that AEW exploding during <laughs> death match. Very good. There was a lot of sparks on that one and a lot of glass. Now, what was the deal with this uh, costume? Rock, paper, scissors match where Eo's dressed <laughs> as John Travolta from Pulp Reservoir. Fiction? Uh, from yeah. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Eo Shirai Pulp Fiction. Okay. I was just looking for any kind of Eo match, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. And I came across a... It, it's literally just a rock, paper, scissors tournament. Like, there's no stakes. They're not getting this a place a in a tournament? match. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she got they, eliminated. It, 
there's a whole there's a, like if you go onto that the, the link it, you can look up that particular event and there's like there's like a first round there's like semifinals and then there's a final yeah but so eo is actually dressed as the assassin from the very old very long running uh, japanese comic called gogo 13 it was an animated film oh. she's the main guy when the assassin's aliases includes Duke Togo sound familiar? <laughs> Does the costuming sound a little familiar? So that's why she has like the the, the big eyebrows. eyebrows and like the, the the chiseled features and the, the 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 mutton chops on the side. She's the cigar and the Tommy gun like that. And like compare like there there are other great cosplays in this. I'm not gonna lie, B Priestley dressed as Will Osprey and trying to do his moves about kill me. Oh, I vaguely she remember that. Like yeah, him yeah. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. She speaks like him on the mic. Cody Rhodes is in the front row looking really confused. It's literally just rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. So if you just need like a pick me up for a palette cleanser or something fun, there's a there's a whole bunch like uh, wrestlers in costumes that you wouldn't expect. A lot of anime, a lot of nostalgic throwbacks. It was funny. And her first, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just shameless fun because uh, you know I guess since Bushiroad acquired Stardom, they don't do this anymore. Mm. But I would love for them to include this, like just on a YouTube feature, like for Halloween, just to, like just do a costume. It's a good idea. Somewhere. Yeah, they, it's a good way to get people to be like, "Oh, what's this?" and kind of uh, it, dip into it's, it. It's stupid, silly fun. Yeah. It has absolutely no consequence. But if you want to see some bad costumes, uh, Saki Kashima, one of the girls in Oe- uh, at the time, she's in Stars, but now she's in Oe- tie. She does a, a Nakamura Shinsuke cosplay. <laughs> it's 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 worth it's worth a dig through the, the Stardom World archive just to watch it and have like pour a glass of whatever you like to drink and just have a good laugh. Uh, another one we have to mention here is something that was not on Stardom World, but the world of YouTube is a fantastic place, and it's on their official YouTube channel, isolated for this yes. match specifically. And I'm talking about Lucha Underground, mm. which I'm talking about Penta Dark, I guess, Penta Oscura, whatever he, Penta Jr., all the different Penta things he calls himself. Penta going one-on-one. I think he was Penta Dark yeah, in this yeah, one. Yeah. Penta Dark here, yeah. Going up against Hita, Hitokiri? Yeah, Hitokiri. Hitokiri. Assassin. It means assassin. Assassin, Io Shirai. Uh, we've seen this because you showed me this. It's the... The three of them going up against in a gauntlet match against Penta, and Io is the third. There, it, it's Penta's had this whole story since since season one, where yeah. he's going around breaking people's, people's arms, arms um, and breaking a lot of women's arms Ugh. as well. So this is kind of uh, that they're, they're in. I can't remember what, what is the faction they say they're in here. Uh, the the lotus the black lotus black triad. That's right. triad. So you have three Japanese girls being a Chinese cartel. Assassins. Oh my god! Didn't even put sure, that together. Why not? I didn't realize they said triads. In it. That's <laughs> hilariously yep. wrong and in, 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 inaccurate. Yes, but, okay. it's it's very inaccurate. <laughs> and they all have Japanese names. Yeah. <laughs> Their Kairi is Doku, which means poison. Mayu is uh, Yure, which is ghost. And Io is Hitokiri, Hitokiri, which is assassin. Hitokiri. But this, yeah, I've seen this a bunch of times. Oh it, man, it's they're just. Like Penta's just giving Eo everything, not holding back at all. They're throwing each other into 
chairs. It's oh man, it's, it's so brutal. good. Yeah, I watched this. I watched this the other day, and I I was I was killing time today, and uh, I put it on again just because I love this one so much. She gives Penta everything, and then when he comes back yes. and, and just starts murdering her, it's incredible. But then to see her do that dive off the dude's office, I feel <laughs> she falls for like five seconds. It's so it looks high. like it's, like a, it's just... like a three. It's like a three story. It's a three story it's drop. Huge. Like it's 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 very tall. That's why like I titled it as I did because I was just like I still think the only other dive I can think of in that Lucha Underground world that from that height that I remember was in, when Angelico did it. He did the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, who's letting people yeah. jump off of this? It's nuts. Like, th- she is in the air for a while. It looks like a glitch in the Matrix. Like, She's how can floating. someone do Yeah. She just hangs yeah. there. And like, when she lands on him, thankfully, safely, somehow, Penta sells it. Like, he backflips, essentially, yeah. from get- taking this crossbody. This is incredible. And then, not to outdo herself, she hits a destroyer for the win. Yeah. Uh, this is an awesome match. I would even. The cr- I definitely, uh, I've definitely watched this match where I've definitely, you know, maybe smoked something before watching it, and it definitely improves <laughs> the quality because it's so violent and crazy. But this one has a special place in my heart because Pentagon is one of my all-time favorites, and so is EO. So I'd, I'd be crazy and say five stars. But this one just so much fun, and the rewatch factor is incredible, and that spot is insane. But yeah, fun match. I, it's not stardom, but we definitely had to mention it because this is before her going to WWE as well. It was one of those things that got a lot of people asking, who are these girls? Where do they yeah. work? Where can I see them? It brought the name of stardom into the conversation, even though like I I had heard like when I walked I was at that time, I was watching Lucha Underground. So I was like, oh, my God, who, who, what, where, where, how? And like, of course, at the time, I didn't know anybody in the stardom fandom. I didn't know where to go to find out more about them. But now it's just like, yeah, I just... I couldn't help but include this like in this the honorable mention just because it was it was something that brought them you got eyes on got them. more yeah. more international eyes on what Stardom is possibly doing across. Over, I mean, yeah, it's over something we'd have brought up anyway because yeah. like when putting this together, it's like, ah, we'll probably yeah, that match was just so good, well. and it got a lot of people. And I mean, the retribution you, you said the evil Penta was breaking these women's mm. arms. Well, they got revenge because they break his arm. And then they leave, and then someone else is like, yeah, I'm going to break your arm, too. So it's just a good uh, validation for Penta being the heel. But this this is awesome. Uh, and then there was one more on the list, like a goodbye gauntlet match. Yeah, it's just kind of tradition, because I've definitely heard of these matches with other wrestlers. It's like 60 minutes, a minute with each wrestler uh, gauntlet. Yeah, basically on the last show that she was on, and this it, it, Kyrie did the same thing, Kagetsu did the same thing. Uh, the entire roster or whoever wants to gets to fight. And basically, what happens is that the EO has to fight every single person that gets announced based on their entrance music. So it's sixty seconds, one fall. So she has to wrestle basically the whole entire roster in succession. So she goes for sixty second bouts. She ends up with two wins, one loss, and 17 one-minute draws. But it's just it's one of those things like it, for me, it's just, it's just, it's an, again, it's a sentimental favorite just because it it shows part of their tradition that like this person has been part of the company, part of the journey, part of shaping the careers of all the people. So it's a very emotional send-off. So yeah, I I I will be honest. I skimmed through it because I was like, okay, I'll I'll go still watch parts of it. And Go, yeah, yeah, we've seen we've seen these before. I, I feel like WH may have shown us, but I can't recall who it was. So maybe it was the, in fact this one uh, that he has sent us in the past. But uh, I like how it's it has like 
a lot of the wrestlers from what I watched today, like they're saying bye to her. They're like giving their respects yeah. to her, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing. Or, like, or, or they're slapping her and saying, get the yeah, fuck out of yeah, here. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's one or the other. It's like, thank you so much. Or, yeah. 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 It, it's cool that they, it's different from how we see like other things, uh, other companies send people uh, away. And it's kind of, you said yeah. it's a tradition. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. Well, I think it's time. It's time to pick which match is, is yes. the best EO Shirai match. Are we all on the same page here? I think so. I'll I step think up. We might be. Look, uh, this whole list you you put together, Karen, was awesome. Uh, I knew I'm. I was already a fan of EO Shirai, but now I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm like I know so much more now. I could, I could talk even more now about the knowledge of of what I know from EO's uh, career before WWE. And yeah, what a career it was. There were so many bangers uh, that we watched today and talked about today. There were so many that stick out, but there's one to me that that is clear as day that stood out to me as an epic battle and it was the Io Shirai versus Mako Satamora from 2015 that was just an awesome match it had a little bit of everything that I like in my wrestling the 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 crazy strikes the insane backdrop suplexes but it also had a bit of the the storytelling as well there that was just just awesome and I feel like you could show this match just isolated to maybe your casual wrestling fans or who might not know too much about things here or there that would instantly get sucked into this and be drawn to just the the chemistry that these two had uh, as well. But and moon and, and the moon salt into the crowd can 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 always win me over as well. But what a match this was! That's this this is my pick. Io and Mako. Yeah, same for me. Easily, uh, the one I gave five stars. Yep. I definitely want to see it again. We can see it again. It can happen it now. Can happen. So. Uh, yeah, love this, and yeah, looking forward to if there's ever a rematch. Dear Uncle Paul, if you are listening yeah, to you know the Up Next podcast, <laughs> please kindly take our advice on this five star classic between Mako Satomura and Io Shirai. Make all the money, give us a cut, and call it a day. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Yeah, so you're agreeing that this was the match of the of Io. I mean, you 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 saw my first line on the notes is. It, do I need any more of a reason? Yeah. And also, why isn't this on Stardom? <laughs> True. Yeah. This is this is that's that's crazy. Uh, it it just stands out. It had everything. But I I'm not dis disregarding any of the other matches because they were so awesome and uh, proves that she she is in fact one of the best wrestlers uh, going today. In, in my opinion, I I love everything she's done. I love all her work and I've loved all the stuff she's doing in WWE. And I can't wait to see kind of where they go and where she can go in, in WWE. She will be WWE champion, uh, women's champion one day and SmackDown raw, all that stuff. I, I see it. Uh, I, I think it's something that just, uh, she just easily, you know, has that, that mojo, that swagger that will uh, extend on the main roster and, and get over. And uh, I'll continue to watch and be a fan. Cause as I always say, Io Shirai gets me high. So uh, Karen, thanks for uh, joining us here today and concocting this list and creating all this fun stuff and, nerding out over some pro wrestling uh the the floor is yours to kind of uh, let people know where they can find you or what anything you got going on and tell us please all right well if you want to follow my stardom and joshi wrestling journey over at postwrestling.com you can just look up karen peterson very easy to spell very easy to find um i am also as we talked earlier i am doing a five-part column series for new japan uh 1972.com Full disclosure, I am not employed by New Japan. I am not employed by Stardom. This is a guest column with a limited run. 
Uh, I also do work for Pro Wrestling Illustrated Magazine. My uh, debut interview included, you know, talking to Tanahashi, but no big deal. Um, and then my next interview will be coming out in, in November, but I can't say who it is, but keep your eyes peeled. And if you want to follow me along on social media, it's uh, at Hey Karen Sensei on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube. And I believe we're chatting next Monday, right? Yes. Yes, we are. You and I have an appointment for episode uh, episode eight of House of the Dragon on my podcast side quest called Restoros. And I am looking forward to picking your brain because I'm hoping at this point Viserys Targaryen has finally <laughs> bit the bullet because he's falling apart. Is, so I, I've got some catching up to do. I just finished episode five and every episode I'm like, yeah, he's 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 dead now. Right. He's dead. No, no, no. Still kicking around. I thought everyone dies again. Still there. Oh, man. Okay. No, man. Viserys Targaryen made a blood pact with some sort of demon because he is hanging on. He's like Rick Flair. I don't know. I can't wait to have you on in the hot seat next week. The only dragons I I I follow are dragon suplexes. (laughs) The ones I follow. I mean, my favorite dragon is Shingo Takagi. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's that. That is awesome. And like I said earlier, you are you are absolutely killing it. And this was a ton of fun to chat about some some fantastic wrestling. And Karen, uh, we definitely got to have you on again. I mean, we're teasing this Kyrie episode one day. Easily. I I would love to. Excellent. Just let me know. Excellent. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Uh, you were uh, a blast to chat with, and uh, we'll we'll chat again soon. So thank you for joining us. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting us here on the Patreon. We cannot do this without you. If you like this, there's other best matches ever. We've done different match types and wrestlers and all sorts of stuff that's in this back catalog that you can access, and so much more out there uh, to to check out. But thank you so much. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. And shout out. The genius of the sky. Ahoy! Oh,